Well, that was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 225 of A Brew With You. I'm one of your hosts, Blake Nichol, accompanied by, I always wanted to run out into the sunset, Jeff Stewart. I might even do it butt naked. Yeah, I said run out, not ride out. Yeah, I mean, I've been podcasting <laughs> in a while, so I'm a little rough. I mean, I do like to run. But you don't have a horse, so I don't feel bad. Well, I have a donkey. That'll, what? that'll work. What happens in you in well, Corona? In four months, you've got to abandon do some... all hope with cars and technology yeah. or going to ant livestock now? Exactly. Might as well. Just donkeys and chickens, and I just changed my whole life in the past four months. You know, the virus is hitting the rural areas now. Oh, That's what they're saying right now. That's not good then. I don't know how much of that is true, like how long that the, the, the waves of the virus can carry, but um, the rural people are the ones. It's like, that's always, to me, that was the life. Mm-hmm. I feel like the life of a farmer, just hard work, you got animals, and you're set. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. You got everything. You got your food, you got your animals, you got your Isolation, house. Yeah. Land. No government if you don't want it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Here we are, man. This is it. This is it. 225. The final frontier. <laughs> it it felt a little weird, like, doing just the setup, the intro. It's just kind of like, it to me, I, I said, like, before the show, like, it feels like it's been, like, four months, and it feels like it's been one day. Like, it all kind of came back, but at the same time, it's... Yeah, well, for... I'm sure, actually, I'm going to say many of you. I'm just going to just say, hey, what the hell? We're going to have a lot of listeners for this one. What the hell? Yeah. For all of you who um, have been familiar with the show or catching up, it's been um, we've we've taken uh, we took a break since March, which in our defense, the rest of the world kind of took a break. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about, mm-hmm. and we got some uh, review and recaps and memories and thank yous. It's going to be a long episode, so this is what I suggest: get drunk. You're home anyway, anyway, right? You're home anyway. No, if they're not, if they're drunk, they're not going to remember. So we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get them active, but still have them be somewhat paying attention for how long this is going to take. I'm mm-hmm. guessing an hour and a half to two hours. Sounds That's going right. to be my guess, right? That's so, part one, right? Yeah, part one. <laughs> this is going to be like a Netflix series. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we have episodes one docu- through series. ten. Yeah, docu series. Right. It's an each true Hollywood story. Captain's been filming us the whole time on the side. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm going to be surprised. Where's the hidden cameras? You know, I, would, I was, I was joking around with somebody. I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was. I can't remember who it was. It was. I got a lot of uh, comments after the Patreon post saying this would be our final episode, and uh, I, fe- I felt like you know when we're done with this, it would be fun to do a behind the scenes documentary, like <laughs> it a, would like be a fun. documentary of a brew with you to yeah. see what how what was the the beginning, middle, and end, and the whole like the history of yeah, it. Yeah, it's that like the last hilarious. dance, but it's the last podcasters. <laughs> it's exactly like the last <laughs> yeah. dance, except no basketball. It's exactly like <laughs> other, it, than, other than that, it's the same thing. Same. Deals with Nike, same mm-hmm. everything. It's all their sponsorships. We get bloody toes. Yeah. We get yeah, the, yeah. we get food poisoning. Yep. Fifty or five hundred thousand dollars shoes. Actually, you know what? That's a thing, good thing to bring up is all the media we missed out talking about. Ooh, I have to remember to talk in the mic here. You know what I'm saying? Like all the shows. I mean, like four months is a long time of not talking about. But at the same time, I don't I don't miss. There's all, listen, the last four months, there was still a lot of great things to talk about in terms of entertainment, mm-hmm. and, but there was a lot, like the big things were just exhausting and I did not want to talk about them. Like Corona, mm-hmm. the protests mm-hmm. and 
uh, an election year. It's just stuff I just didn't want to Pretty talk much just about. everything's dominating everywhere. Yeah, and I just felt like if we did keep the show on, I would just make it very clear. I mean, like some I'm sure some of the conversations would have been unavoidable, but well, we've always tried to touch on it, but steer a little bit away from it at the same time. Yeah, so. I mean, I always said it wasn't because I was never afraid to talk about mm-hmm. politics or religion or, or sensitive or social events, because we did a couple times. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about like the like the Gillette ad, and we've talked uh, uh, during the election year uh, 2016, mm-hmm. we, we, we addressed some of our viewpoints on that, but it wasn't like... We always said we weren't afraid to talk about it. It's just that the whole world was talking about this stuff, and we just didn't want to talk about yeah. that. We wanted to entertain you and mm-hmm. get your mind off the stuff. Like, yeah. we just didn't, you know, like it's typical podcasts and news shows to talk about the current event and get their views and pins on it, but we try to stay away with that. You know, yeah, get and, away from the daily grind stuff. That's probably why our ratings were just low for four years because we just weren't jumping <laughs> yeah. on the trends and the yeah, exactly. we did what we wanted to do. God bless us. So we did what we <laughs> wanted to do, but apparently that's not what the Aww. people wanted to hear. They wanted to hear. The, the angry viewpoints or the controversial hot takes. And, and so that's why episode one starts tomorrow of a whole new political show. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not true at all. Well, <laughs> for longtime listeners and for someone who's never listened to the podcast and they're joining in for the very last episode, what we like to do is have a, a toast, a drink, try something new on the show, and then take it away with our thoughts, comments, and plans. So... Without further ado, for the very last time, <laughs> for any of you joining us for the very first time, a brew with you is where Jeff and I will try a beer that we never had before. We'll discuss random topics with the whole episode being released on Monday. If you like what you hear, like what you see, like what you feel, don't go to patreon.com slash a brew with you because it will be closed starting September 1st because this is the last episode and I'm keeping the, the site up until the rest of the month of August. So grab that exclusive material while you can. <laughs> Last one. That was the last rigmarole. That was it. Do you want to promote like a GoFundMe now of just, uh, of just life in general? Because people can send us money still. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just send got, it to the tamale guy. The tamale ooh, guy's opened up a new call, shop in call, West like Loop it. in Chicago. <laughs> just fund the tamale guy. Yeah, he's had a good four yeah, months. Don't fund us. Fund, fund the tamale guy. All right, what'd you bring here? Just so we can tap into it. Well, we got to go out with a bang. We do? Um... I was saving this for a special occasion. Uh, 2020 is the year of cancellations. <laughs> Jobs, uh, weddings, mm-hmm. funerals, mm-hmm. Uh, events, trade shows, music festivals, more jobs. Sports. Um, sports. It's, it's just the year of cancellations this year. It sucks. And the one thing that it does feel comforting, though, is that we're all in this together. It's not like it's affecting one person or one demographic. It's affecting everybody, right? So I was saving this for my bachelor party Ooh. that was supposed to be in June. Yep. And I was going to have like little, little shot glass for all the guys. And mm-hmm. we were going to try this because it was only one bottle of beer. And you're probably saying, well, Blake, why did you get one bottle of beer for a bachelor party? <laughs> well, let me tell you why. Uh, this beer is extremely tough to get because you have to enter a lottery system in order to get it. It is Goose Island's Bourbon County Double Barrel Stout. It is... Um, a very rare find, and I'm going to read the description in a minute, but the only way to get this beer is you have to enter a lottery, and you'll be randomly selected, and then you still have to pay for the beer, which mm-hmm. is like 50, 60 bucks for just one bottle. Mm-hmm. So you have to win a lottery and still pay for it. Um, the brewmaster, I remember 
saying, you know, like he is particularly proud of this beer, and this is one of his fi- this is like one of his holy grails of achievements. This is one of his finest achievements. He's very, very proud of this. So instead of the bachelor party, at least we can bring this to good use today. And yeah, yeah. you know, we've 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 drunk a lot of beer. Why not go on a high go note on a bang. and go on something that? Uh, and plus, you're gonna be at my bachelor party anyway. So yeah, yeah. So I get to taste it no matter what. So screw yeah. all the other guys. Okay, why you gotta be comments <laughs> like that, Jeff? Sorry, why you gotta be sorry. comments like that? I mean, if they wanted to be here, they could have. Okay. <laughs> I do remember when you entered uh, this lottery, though, because you sent me the link to it, and I signed up for it as well. And I submitted for it, but I think they only selected like, maybe it might even have a number on there, but it was only like I don't know, a hundred people or yeah, I, I don't 200 know. That's or like actually a good like question. I don't know what the yeah. This is gonna be a journey, Jeff. <laughs> this is gonna be a percentage? Ju- this is gonna be a journey. I'm walking home. Oh man, we gotta really pace ourselves with this. Like mm. I mean that sincerely. All right, so this this gem we're having, you know, I've got a bottle over here. I'm surprised it doesn't have a a number on it. Yeah, they usually like like list like number like. Oh, I just saw what you like were number just... two of two hundred or something, right? They usually list the number, right? Yeah, I and I want to say this was like only a couple hundred made on this, if that. So yeah, this was not a lot. Yeah. absolutely not. So. I just, Please do the honor, sir. I Take, just saw the... Um, yeah, well, we'll read it right yeah. now. Goose Island's Bourbon County Double Barrel Stout. Bourbon County, Bourbon County Double Barrel Stout has a depth of flavor that can only be achieved through time, patience, and partnership. The stout was first aged 12 months in 11-year-old Elijah Craig barrels from our friends at Haven Hill Distilleries. We then emptied the beer from those barrels and filled fresh 12-year-old Elijah barrels the same barrels that housed the Whiskey Advocate 2017 Whiskey of the Year. We let it age for another year in those barrels, and the result is like a stout like no other. Incredibly intense. This beer will be a true gem for the faithful fans that seek it out and try to get it. 60 IBU. The color is midnight black. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it's definitely. Millennium Hops. Two-row malts, uh, malts are two-row, black malt, caramel, chocolate, Munich 10, roasted barley. And Jeff, what is the alcohol percentage on this? This is 18% ABV. <laughs> so Yowza! This is good night, I'm going to crack folks. my LaCroix right now and um, get some hydration in me. Wow. So, That's, I, this, that might be our highest ABV <laughs> all the shows. <laughs> percent i mean i think it might it might be we maybe hit 14 maybe 15 i think there's only one other beer i had that i can remember on the top of my head that was 18 percent. it was from a dogfish head it was uh not the 120 but the 180 or something it was one more up from that i think yeah well sir well it's time for a journey this is our last cheers on the show. Well, yeah. technically our second to last cheers because yeah. we have a little treat. I don't even know if we're going to get to that after this. Oh, sure we will. I'm sure we'll be fine. We'll be <laughs> fine. Well, we're splitting it, so it's only 9% each, right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's how ma- it's That's math. math. So we learned a lot on math. That's beer math. Well, cheers, man, Let's to uh, our last one and 225. 225. Solid number to end on. This one. And a good beer to end on. <laughs> it, smell, it smells amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh-wee. <laughs> it doesn't oh. even taste like beer. <laughs> no, that's a, it doesn't. It doesn't taste like beer. Oh, man. It tastes like uh, like heaven, I guess, is a good word to use. I mean, it's like... Wow. I don't even know what to say. That's That is 
that that right there is a journey. Right I truly there. taste like the bourbon, like the bourbon barrel, like the I uh, the collaboration with Elijah Craig. Like you get this chocolate vanilla notes, really really smooth, and then like at the oh my god, like, like at the end of it you get still almost like a whiskey burn like through your chest it's probably the alcohol but it's like got this amazing like oak finish it's got this very very sweet intake but then it coats your mouth to this 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 whiskey chocolate that just it's like this smooth it's like silk it just rolls (laughs) it's It's, like a cocktail oh this is this is amazing well, this is definitely going to be a good way to go out because this is this is life changing. Oh my god. I just went through puberty again. <laughs> Holy cow. That <clears throat> is probably one of the best beers I've had. And that's a that's that's a good save right there. That's a great way to end the show. Seriously. I mean, and I mean, unfortunately, our viewers well, I mean, you just have to keep your eyes open and see if you can do this cuz I mean, there's and yet the only catch is you have to be a Chicago resident too, because you have to pick it up in person, or you have True. to know someone that could pick yeah, it up. Come for you get at least. it. Wow! Um, and I think there was even restrictions on that, where like you have, if you sign up for the lottery, you cannot have someone else pick it up for you too. I think there's like, so res- like whatever uh, you use is your name. Is yeah, you I'm come pretty get? sure. Like I can't remember the exact rules. I have an email of it. But I remember they were very adamant about the rules. Like, you have to pick it up. You have three dates to pick it up from this time period. I remember that, too. You said that. Like yeah. You, and if you miss that window of even picking up, they're not it's holding over. it for you. Nope. Like, yeah. It's gone. Wow. Um, but I know, like, this is, like, one of those beers that our, our buddy Keith mm-hmm. um, would collect. And sometimes he would sell it or trade it for another mm-hmm. high-end beer. And This is one that you wanted to keep, for what sure. A, way to go. I well, just want to keep this this package. Oh, God, yeah. Holy cow. I mean, I appreciate you sharing this because I know you're going to save this for a special moment. So thank you for sharing it this It is here. a special moment. So cheers again. Cheers again. Appreciate it. This, um, I got to watch the pacing on this. Holy cow. Oh, man, that is so good. It's just so funny. Like, we never, you know, this was never a beer show. Like, mm-hmm. I mean that in terms of beer was a, a, a draw uh, an occasional talking point, but it was never the focus of the show. It was meant to be, well, I'm going into my, the history of this. The show was always meant to be the digital podcast, audio version of just meeting a friend or an acquaintance at a bar. Mm-hmm. you having a drink and catching up. Right. And I felt that, you know, we still had to structure it like a show because you, it's, you can't just randomly talk. You have to have beats and pacing and you have to have a structured format. But the, the, the point was to get to know people or talk about what's on your mind or... Breaking and, bread, like you used to call it. Breaking like, bread. Yeah. Just and two people shooting the shit. That's right. Enjoying a beer and talking about life. Yeah. And that was always the intention of the show. And that's... I'll go into more history about that, but... You know, the funny thing was we, how we never really talked about beer, but it was just always funny to me like how I always thought that was funny when we look around us and how things were thought up of and invented, like how beer was invented, mm-hmm. you know, um, gosh, you can go by the monks or I don't, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about the full history of beer, but I'm assuming the monks were the first ones yeah. to thousands of years yeah, ago. We're talking a long time ago and. 
it was like smoking for example like yeah they're like was it i think the aztec tribe like i think it was chocolate they originally smoked but they Smart. wrapped up a leaf and smoked <laughs> it you know it's like whoever thought of just like taking something puffing yeah. it and be like oh, oh this, this makes me feel weird that's a mighty fine high <laughs> you know I, I just always find that funny so like the process of adding and maybe you know there was there was you know just some sort of i don't know if how things were created, whether it was trial error or the actual some heavy science were used. Like some guy was trying to make something and maybe a... a like it came as a mistake type of thing? Yeah, or a happy accident. Okay, yeah. Or a, a, a scientist comes in and sees what they're doing mm-hmm. and says like, actually, because of chemistry, you should really mix this and this and voila, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just... Things we take for granted. It's very true. And honestly, know. before the show too, we had a little classic. I was just going to bring that A beer on. we never had on the show because it's, you can't get it in Chicago is we had the Yingling. Yeah. Should add it in the post show because that's probably like that's that's the oldest brewery, isn't it? In America, mm-hmm. I think like maybe 200, 250. It's the oldest one, three hundred years like in or something. Pottsville, like that. I think. I would fix the facts. Shall we? No, fix the I don't facts? need to okay. fix. No, we are going to fix the facts. Okay. But I I know that it's because I just read it. It's okay. Pottsville, uh, Philadelphia. But how old is it? Oh, not Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Sorry, not Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Because yeah. yeah. it's like an hour outside of Philly. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, oh, what year you want to do that? So, uh, for any of you uh, joining us first time, we have a little segment at the end of the show called Fixing the Facts and Aaron There's. where we correct everything <laughs> get wrong or fill in the gaps for everything we don't know. Um, this is the first, if this is your first time listening, this is your, also your last time Your first time, last time. Yeah. So, at the end, stay tuned to the end of the show where we correct everything we got wrong. I just always like to point out, too, that um, this this so-called podcaster called Dak Shepard stole our idea because we were doing that way before him. He calls it the fact checker yeah, or whatever. Like, that's a dumb he name. He pretty that's, much just heard that's us. That's dumb. Yeah. He heard us and was like, that's smart. I'm just going to rearrange have, a word. And we have the evidence. We have the proof that we were doing this before him. So, like, we not only have a better name, better title, better yeah. song, better jingle. That's part of the reason why we're stopping again, because he's sending us money to buy off the fixing the facts and the errors, so we don't need to do this anymore. Everyone is stupid except <laughs> us. And Dex. Yeah. Mm. Naomi's lover. <laughs> yeah, we got thank yous at the end of the show mm-hmm. for Naomi. Um, before I get into my beats here, how you been the last four months? Um, let's see. Just, a, just warming up, getting to know each other. What, how has it yeah, been the last several months? That's here? a good question. I mean, I, I said this earlier. It feels like the days are going by slow, but the weeks and months are going by fast. I had a lot of changes. I left a job, started a new job within the four months. Um, but to be honest, it's been good. Like it really has been good. I've been taking this time and just appreciating everything that's around me and like saving money as much as I can. Um, still traveling. I, I was in Nashville for 10 weeks out of the past four months. You drove down, right? Drove down every new car, time. New car, right? New car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, new Jeep Wrangler. Dream car. That was, that's the, that was the, the, dream, the car. dream car, right? Yeah, the dream car. I think I, mean, I was talking to Jennifer about this, that I think when I want to get my dream car, I think... Either when I'm when I'm forty or fifty, I think that's when I want like a birthday like, present here. Yeah, so. I'm thinking about like that's when I want to get my dream yeah. car. Yeah, might as well do it at forty. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah, so you can have it last longer with you. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I just I want to be to have it be special. Yeah, yeah. So new car, new job, new car, new job. You've been in Nat. You drove down to Nashville. Yeah, I mean honestly, so like I was in Nashville in April, May, and July. And I think that helped break up my sanity because like 
down there. Um, I have some family and friends that were like have a boathouse and all this kind of stuff. So it, it gave me, it got me away from like the everyday grind of craziness and just like let me like live in solidarity, um, solidarity, solidarity, like away from everybody in like a busy city and like in a lake house type of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's lucky you had that. I mean, I'm very blessed to have that to yeah. get away and like clear the mind a little bit. Yeah. I'll, I had the opposite. I didn't do anything. Um, I didn't go anywhere. Um, I, um, I was fine. Mm-hmm. The first, I would admit the first month was a little rough cause was, it was really, remember in like, I think it was May or April. It rained like 20 days. In yeah. The it month. was dark. It was rainy. It, you're still adjusting to working from home. Yeah. Um, I mean, as crazy as it sounds like even being like with your partner full time now, it's completely different cause you normally spend 40 hours away from each other type of thing. Right. So that just, it's not a bad thing. It just changes. You know, it's just I, different. You know, Jennifer and I, we said, it was, um, we, we loved it because, you know, technically we're newlyweds in a mm-hmm. way. And, you know, it, it's nice to be like, okay, we can wake up, have coffee together, and then start our days mm-hmm. and then have lunch together, mm-hmm. maybe go on a walk mm-hmm. um, safely with a mask, of mm-hmm. course. But, you know, and, and it's, it, it, you think about, I've, the biggest thing I've been thinking about is I'm just hearing more and more and more people just want to work from home. Or heavily work from home. Let's put it that way. Like work from home four days, come in the office mm-hmm. one day or something like that, right? But why is that? Because we're finally catching up to the rest of the world that I think it, it was in a way it was just this, this why are we doing this to ourselves? Two hour commutes, like two hour round trip commutes, spending the office and we're away from friends and family and our, our loved ones, our spouses. It's like, you can still do your job with these things. Now, mm-hmm. granted, granted, I understand there's a lot of exceptions, especially I feel for the parents who have two kids at home and they're running around and totally. that, that I totally get. I That has been... That's that, a whole different life. We can appreciate that. But you could still technically work from home and have your kids be in school. Yeah. I mean, like in a perfect world, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, the point is the having that flexibility and that no pressure, I think is really help some people in a way. I know a lot of people are excited to get back and interact. Now, the big thing is, you know, this, the world has changed right when summer started, right? Mm-hmm. I would have been, I've always been very, I've just, the big question I've been asking is if, what if this started in November, especially in the Midwest, how would people react to this right now? Like I, they're not going to be going out. Like I want to go out right, to the park. Right. I need to ride my bike. Yeah. It's like they can't do anything anyway. And so plus, you know, they're sad it's cold. It's like, so like where, where would be the rush? I think there'd be less of a demand and rush to be out. Right Absolutely. Now. Because in Chicago, we only got like four good months to like spend outside. So like everybody, yeah. no matter what, wants to do anything. And that even includes, it doesn't mean even restaurants. It just means like the lakefront path is like huge in Chicago. Right. Yeah. And even that being closed for so long, it's just like you're taking, not taking away. We, we can't do those things anymore. So it's making people a little stir crazy at the same time. Mm-hmm. But to go back on your first point, I think what you're getting at is like it's a better work-life balance now when you get to be able to work from home because mm-hmm. you still can get the things that you need to do done at like work. Like laundry where you can like just laundry. run that in the background. Yeah, and exactly. It's like that's, I don't want to do laundry at 8 o'clock at night. The work-life balance is completely better as long as you can structure yourself. And again, I know it's very difficult with people with like kids and all that stuff because that's completely different. I know my sister alone is like, 
loves it, right? Loves the family, but it's hard to be able to spend 40 hours of work a week while your kids are running around all the time. So it's difficult for a lot of people. But at the same time, I think just I'll put them in the box. Yeah, just shove just them. Just lock the them in the box. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, just like, just go outside and and d- <laughs> if you're a good parent, just tell them to wear a mask and have them play outside. Yeah, play in the driveway. Don't touch anyone. And if you're being kidnapped. Just say just, I have Corona, just, and yeah, they won't kidnap just you. Cough on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, what's the problem? Yeah, what's the problem? Problem solved. Um, I think uh, I said this in my Patreon post. I don't think the world's going back to 100 percent the way it was. I don't think it ever will, and that's what you said in the post. Like, it, it won't ever be the same. I mean, I think that yeah, I think there's a lot of things that will go back to quote unquote normal. A lot of people will go back to the office, and you know, a lot of these CEOs and owners of these have contracts and leases on these places. So what are they going to do? Like they got to use the space. It's been a waste of money for them. Right. But I mean, I think depending on your industry, let's say like for if you're Google, for mm-hmm. example, and they demanded, you're not allowed to come in. You're not allowed to come in the office. You are working from home to the end of 2021. I mm-hmm. believe they, I think so, it was July, 2020 or somewhere around there. Yeah. Another year. Yeah. Another year. They're, I mean, the most powerful company in the entire country, maybe the world. With like 20,000 employees too. Like it's not like it's just like a small company here. It's so, one I mean, of the most powerful. And if they can work from home and it's just like, well, then the only thing is the manual labor stuff, which I know like warehousing, packaging, you know, uh, manual labor. Yeah, that won't change unless we can come up with some kind of automation system, robots, whatever it is. But I, well, that was inevitable. That was <clears> happening <throat> anyway. I thought it was kind of cool because when I was interviewing for a new job and stuff like that, I thought it was cool because you can now, for companies that are doing work from home full time now or as you will type of thing, normally if you're like, if I'm in Chicago, I'm going to apply for a job in Chicago because they're looking for employees that are like within a 25 mile radius to come into the office. Now, if you do work from home, you can hire someone from San Francisco and Denver and Austin, and you can you can broaden your talent. Unite the country. Exactly. You can. Someone might be perfect for this position, just not live in the city, and now you can hire them. And I mean, God damn it, people! We're always on our phones on our computers. So what's the problem here? It's yep. just I don't understand it. Yep. And so I just I, I admire the flexibility. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of jobs that suffer from this, you know, transportation jobs and, and shipment jobs and uh, a lot Teaching. of a lot of real estate. And, and te- yeah, I mean, but I personally think this was inevitable anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just I think that this what the t- state we're in just kickstarted faster. That's true. I really think this was going to be. The, I mean, how many times have we seen this that robots, robots are taking over the jobs? Oh, God, right? yeah. The, the documentary of the year was uh, American Factory. Mm hmm. And the whole thing was just about merging China employees with the U.S. employees for this this factory in Ohio, mm-hmm. and they're all fighting for it. And then a union uh, a strike broke out, and at the end of it, they were saying like they're scrapping by and they're trying to make this, but it's like robots are going to take over like seventy percent of the U.S. Yeah. manufacturing companies. I mean, it's just what's that Will Smith movie? I robot. I robot? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just going to manufacture these robots that pretty much can. I remember when I was in grammar school, we had a, um, uh, uh, I don't know what his professional title was. He was an engineer of some sort. And he told us about the future of robots. We were all getting excited. And the coolest thing he ever said is they might even have something like this now. Because he was telling me this back in like, you know, 93. Um, He said that there's going to be 
they've been at that time like they're predicting and or or early developing they're injecting robots into your veins and to cure disease or attack bacterial Smart. infections virus and then when it does they just dissolve like it's the robots perfect. just like dissolve and it's i was like i wonder if that ever came into fruition like i'm sure like somewhere out there someone's testing like they're injecting you so. with robots or like a some sort some of, of like a bio, like a like a like a mechanical capsule type of like, thing. Like like what do you call those things? Like not like an android, like a, a bio a bio robot. You know, okay. like 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 it's not like a metal robot, sure. but like a biodegradable one. Yeah, or exactly. Like that. You know what I mean? Like what James Bond has in his arm type of thing. Sometimes when they track him, didn't he put the little? Oh, it kinda. Wasn't, it wasn't biodegradable, but they injected him with that little like tiny little bug. Which James Bond? Um, Which actor? Daniel Craig. Okay. Like the second one of Daniel Craig. Oh, the bad one. The Quantum of Solace? No, it's the first one, actually. Oh, that's the uh, Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Yeah. Because yeah. he, you know, he starts have... going rogue, so they inject him with a little oh, yeah. tracer in his arm. But like something that size is like a little biodegradable capsule. I <laughs> need to watch Casino Royale again because oh, I, I, I remember when I saw it, I did not care for it. But Everyone raves about how this is one of the best Bond movies. And I remember watching at the time, like, this doesn't even feel like a Bond movie. This just feels like an action. It doesn't feel like James Bond to me. So I really need to rewatch this movie because people say it's aged well. It's one of the best Bond movies. Like, okay. Things age well sometimes. Sometimes things are like a sweet wheat wine or a Bourbon County oh. double barrel <laughs> bourbon. You know what I'm saying, baby? Uh, not to get on a James Bond kick, but I think. The, a lot of people don't like Casino Royale is because there's not a lot of like James Bond's like Nick's, Nick and Nack type of thing. Like he doesn't have like the shooting pen and like the watch type of thing in that one. It's more like action film, like you said. Right. I think the third one, they start bringing back like the knickknacks and like that the was shooting about, To me, that was one of the best James Bond. Yeah. Skyfall was Skyfall. one of the best ones. Yeah. It was incredible. Plus one of the best James Bond songs, Adele, Adele rocking yeah. the Oscar for yeah. that. Which Billie Eilish just got named for the new one that's supposed to be coming out. And it's not that good. What? It's not that good. The Billie Eilish, James Bond song. I don't, oh, I haven't heard it. It's I didn't like, even know they released it. Oh, it's okay. been out okay. months now. Um, it's 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 it's, okay. it's bland. It just blends. Maybe you need the visual it. effects in the beginning of the movie to help. Those are always good, aren't they? <laughs> those, are great. those are really good, aren't they? Yeah, they're awesome. Golden uh, Golden Eye had Golden really Eye. really good ones. I mean, that's I part of the whole song with it. Yeah. But, Golden Knife. Um, so you've been good. For, I haven't sung yet on this show, so I have to sing at least <laughs> once before we. I usually get a singing number. You know that. But you've been good the past four months? Yeah. I've been... um, No, I've not been good. I Uh, mean, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, it's... Well, it's nothing to do with Corona. So, we... um, uh, Well, let's see. Where do do I begin? (laughs) It's been a a trial of a four months. A trying four months, if they say. Um... It's one of those things where it's not like you lost everything or things are bad. It's just a lot of weight. Just a lot of weight came in. Um, so, <laughs> where do I'm begin? just going to throw it all out there at once is, you know, I'm moving. I'm, uh, I had to cancel my wedding. I have started seeing a psychologist again. <laughs> and one other thing, unfortunately, I cannot talk about. So it's a big a thing. Lot. So this is what my indicator will say. 
they say there are five big stressors in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. And I've hit three of them. Yep. Three of the five big stressors. Yep, that's a few. That's a okay. few. And it's been a lot. So, you know, you're trying to sell a place and buy a place during a quarantine. Mm-hmm. And this is something that Jennifer and I have been talking about for years. And it's it's a lot to do that. Yeah, it's a whole process in itself. The wedding is emotionally mm-hmm. and draining. financially draining mm-hmm. because we ended up canceling the wedding. While people, why don't you postpone it? And what I respond to is postpone it to when? Because mm-hmm. you have no idea when things are going to be even close to what you want. I if, if I postpone it to like September 18th, 2021, a year from when I'm supposed to get married, like, is that going to be a guarantee? And if not, like, so now I'm going to have to re-prepare everything for another whole year right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, we, we don't know anything. Sure. And, and, and matter of fact, when we canceled this wedding, the country was moving backwards. Like the, the more places were getting more severe. In short, we were not seeing any progress. So we had to cancel the wedding. And by Illinois, phase five, by definition, is there has to be a vaccine or a very long extended period of time with zero cases. We looked at that and that's going to be impossible. There is a 0% chance of that happening. Zero. It's been pretty steady. Right. So we canceled. And now we were at 50-50 with some vendors We've been awesome, and I will highly recommend these vendors to anyone who happily gave us 100% of our money back, or they asked for maybe like a 5% or a 10% mm-hmm. like cut just for the time they put mm-hmm. in so far. 100% vine. Of course, because they still did some work, so you're paying yeah, them for... Proposals yep. or planning. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. The other 50% are fighting. Like you had this down payment, it's non-returnable. It's not, and it's like... So now I'm not going to, first off now, because of this, I'm not going to recommend you. Of course. So you've just lost your word of mouth. Which is their biggest yep. advertising in that industry. And two, now we'll have to fight for our down payments, which is a pain. That, mm. it's, it's, it's a pain. And one vendor is being very, very difficult. The other two are on the fence right now. But the other ones, like I said, we got our money back. So we're like, it's 50. But so this is, that's, that's now it's just more work, you know, to, to, to go back and forth oh, with God, them yeah. and state our cases based off the contract and what we're entitled to and how can you do this. Yeah. I mean, you're fully in negotiation mode now. It's garbage. Yeah. Um, to clarify, you're still getting married in 2020. Legally. Legally married in 2020. So yes, what we're doing. And we're making it very clear that it's going to be the most unceremoniously occasion right. ever. We are getting our officiant to sign our license. We got our license already. We just need him to sign it. We just turn it in and we're married. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting process because of COVID too. So we filled an online application, paid $60, and then we they schedule a time for you, which is very strict. It's like, you make this time. There's no <laughs> option. Jesus Christ. Yeah, otherwise you can't get married. Right. So we go. Uh, it's like picking on, up the beer. Yeah, it was it was very intense. Like very, like. So we go online. It's like a Zoom chat, and then we just we hold up our our state IDs, so no they kidding. so they know that they confirm who we are, so they could see we're holding based off of there and get all the information. So they check the records, so make confirm that. It's very convenient that we can do this online. Yeah, too. I mean, you just Zoom call the government. Yeah, and, yeah <laughs> pretty much the state government. Yeah, and we we had to sign with ink. 
So they printed us out. They, they, get, they warn you that you have to sign with Inc. So they, you, they send you the files, you print them out, you sign them, and then you have to scan them and send them back. But they say, like, you don't have to do this online, but this is Just what this easier is. Easier has to be time, yeah. Whatever. We were able to do that. And um, everything was fine. 60 bucks, got our license, signed, blah, blah, blah. And now all we have to do is get it signed by the efficient and then just turn it in and then we're married. So it's easier to still get married in 2020 because the counting makes it easier. The Meaning what? The counting. Because 2020 is an easy year to say, I've been married for seven years from 2020. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't even think about oh, that. The counting is super easy. I Come like on. That. So if someone says, like, I've been married for 13 years, it's easy. It's 2033 now because it's that's really, I never thought about that. Come on. I like that. That's wonderful. So don't don't move it to 2021. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stick with 2020. I like that. It's kind of like me when I was growing up. You and me both, actually. So when we were in seventh grade, it was 1997. When it was 2002, it was mm-hmm. 12th grade. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's easy to remember. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so what we're doing is we get legally married. It's going to happen this week and just get the sign and all that. And then on the 18th of September, which is our wedding day, we're going to exchange our bands or presents and just have a day. Obviously, not much we can do on a, on a quarantine day, but we're going to have a day. And we'll just find out when we can actually have our party. And I think it's perfect. I mean, it's the, literally the best thing you can do given the situation. Well, the big thing was, you know, we knew from the start if our wedding was going to get canceled for or because this is early on when the virus happened. It was like, well, we're not sure we're going to have our wedding. We said, if there's no way we can have our 200-person wedding at our venue and blah, 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 we're just going to cancel it. And we just didn't jump to that right mm-hmm. away. We were like trying, we were struggling for months. Like, what are we going to do? And, yeah. we, and that, was, that was very, very stressful. Like figuring out, like it was our wedding day. We put a lot of damn work in this. And also family members put, you know, like they've been waiting for this for a long time. Well, that's what I was going to say next is like you, you're weighing all the options and you're not just weighing the options for yourself. You're weighing it for your family and friends too. So, right. And you're trying to keep everybody safe and, and happy well, at the same time. So I couldn't do a wedding here at all yeah. because one, we'd have to limit to 50 people. Mm-hmm. In addition, uh, we have to cut 150 people, like, which is what? just insane. And like what? And then in addition, let's take a think about this. My folks are retired in Florida mm-hmm. and my extended family live in Jersey. Yeah. Yikes. All the hot States. And also, they're all like sixty-five and older. Sure. So it's it's I'm not gonna put that on that. And also, like, so I have it, and then they're forced to not come and just feel horrible. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have a wedding with no family at mm-hmm. it. Like, get out of here. Yeah, it's just not that's not a wedding. Yeah. So we've been strong. I just think it's just um, the vendors right now are draining, and you know, as the date approaches, I think we're it's gonna be bittersweet. We're happy, but could have we looking forward to that could have would have should have type of thing like you you always wish it's going to be this thing that you guys planned for for geez almost a year and a half two years yeah it's it's yeah it is what it is and and just you know i the biggest thing i we always tell ourselves is you know it's the year of cancellations we're not alone on this a lot of weddings got canceled a lot of funerals got canceled yeah. hell there are grandmothers dying in the er and their fam- friends and family couldn't even be there for mm-hmm. them. Like they're dying alone in a mm-hmm. hospital. It That's could, it. It can literally be worse. So just to, I think what you guys are doing is like very 
accepting of the situation in a very proud and still a happy manner. Like you guys are still like happy to get married and like and excited for the 18th to come and to still exchange rings and be happy to be with each other that day. It's just not going to be obviously what you guys have been planning and dreaming of, but you guys are still very excited to do it at the same time. And Mm -hmm. it's different, man. This is, it's, it's weird, but you got to just roll the punches. And then I found out throughout this process, I have ADHD. Yeah. What? Wait, what? (laughs) What? What? Yeah. It was something that, um, was affecting my life and my relationship and, um, something I knew since I was young. And I think something that you probably realized after I told you it, um, something that probably made sense in terms of the show too, that's how some things kind of got some things that didn't get done as quickly or anything. And that's just, that was just a victim of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had to be addressed because all the shit that's going on right now. And I couldn't afford to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing that. Yeah. Just trying to that. try to focus on that. And yeah. So that's like my mental health is very important to maintain that, especially now mm-hmm. during these times and fun fact for everyone, you know, jump on board with the psychologist because it's free right now. You go online, it's free no because shit. by because of COVID, it's like you can get free online help. Just like it's not going to cost you a thing. So That's a good promotion. I'm seek sure out some help right now because it's free and take advantage of it. I didn't know that. It's, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us can use it right now in this uh-huh. nice time. So it's, that's actually really good to know. So, so yeah, I mean. I think it might be a bi-state thing, but, you know, look into it. But it's. Online health, telehealth, are calling it. I feel like this is like a reoccurring theme just with your life in general. It's like things are good, but crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's for me. I think my life was always just high highs and low lows. Yeah. Like last year, remember we said it was like one of the best years of my best life. Year, yeah. it was if, if not the best year of my life. And now it's like we're into this. But again, like I said, it's not, this is not like I've lost. It's I not know. like Jennifer and I broke up. Yep. I lost my job. I'm, yep. I'm like, it, it's not that. It's just. Like I said, it's just a lot of weight and a lot of just a lot of stuff. And the example I'm saying, and some people like this, some people have not liked this example. I kind of feel like Tim Robbins right now, going through the muck right now. Mm, and you gotta go through the muck to get to paradise. That's true. You know what I mean? You just got you gotta crawl through the all the shit, piss, cum, and blood. And then you come out <laughs> and then you you raise your hands and the rain pours on you, and then you're driving a convertible on the you beach. You just ruined the movie for me. Just Every if you haven't seen that movie, my God, um, it's true though. It's very true. It's I just want to know how long this tunnel is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is this, is this it's, tunnel, and it it doesn't even have to be the year of the COVID, like this tunnel of just life in general. Yeah. Are we going to be doing this for until we're eighty, the rest of our lives, to the next five years? I mean, because life happens, right? I think that's the frustrating thing. We just don't know. It's just the unknown. Yep. It's just too much unknown. And and that's the thing why Jennifer and I, you know, why are you moving during um, COVID? It's like, we've been planning this for a long time and like everything's getting canceled. Mm-hmm. We got to move on with something here. Like, yep. and we're being safe about this. It's not like we're, yeah, we're, we're not we're breaking rules. things on a plane and, and like partying, you know, it's like, we're, we're this has been a very articulate, very uh, meticulous and very straightforward process. So mm-hmm. it's, it's um you know it's 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 like i said it's just it's a lot but like i said you're moving it's what you want it's good and you're still gonna get married what you want it's just a lot of things are just not happening the way you want but you're still moving forward with your life 
that's what I'm going to miss about this podcast is our venting sessions of just life of like things that are happening, good or bad. There were some good vents on this show. Oh, man, all of us, all of us. And it's not just the two of us. We've had guests that have vented. We've had family and friends. First one I think of is Justin Lance venting uh, about um, Christmas with the Cranks and how he hates that movie. (laughs) That was a good one. That's a good one. Talking about um, Corey. Get his last name, Corey. He uh, uh, venting about father uh, about fatherhood and Corey uh, Schmidt for giving fatherly advice to the fathers who were thinking about having a kid. Yeah, it wasn't it in the Patreon exclusive version. Wasn't it Ross Ross, Ross that kind of came out a little bit and kind of vented about his feels a little bit. And yeah. I mean, we, we've had a lot of like people that have done the same thing, and I think that's what I'm Johnny too. Johnny on there for sure. Johnny's done that. Yep, talking about venting about the Bears and. Game of Thrones is the greatest show of all time. If you mm-hmm. don't agree with that, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you heard that, Johnny. That's, yeah, that sounds about right. That's a good mock of him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. That's why this is part of the reason why we did this. Is to, was, uh, you know what? To it's let actually, things off our chest. We that, talked about earlier um, the reason why I did this show. You know, I got the idea originally for, I mean, I've said this before on the podcast and um, on Patreon, but the idea of the show came from when I went to Oxford, Oxford, <laughs> and I went to the Eagle and Child pub where uh, J.R.L. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis used to come and uh, have a pint and exchange ideas, talk, have a conversation, uh, inspire each other, debate each other. And you have to understand these two genius writers and philosophers, uh, linguists, they were very, they had a lot of difference, but that's what I love. They were very, very different writers. One was very um, Christian. The other one was not. The other one had different political views, blah, blah, blah. And so, but they were in this pub having drinks and talking and discussing and debating and, and inspiring each other. And I was like, that's what it's about, right? Just exchanging thoughts. So I wanted to do a podcast because I was seeing the trends for over four years ago. Like this is becoming big and it's been around for even what, now 12 years podcasting, mm-hmm. but it didn't really, it was catching on more. And I wanted to hang out with my buddy, Danny, and I didn't get to see him that much. So I said like, Hey, you want to do this? And he said, okay. And we just kind of improvised as we went and figured it out as we went. And then, you know, Danny ended up moving uh, to Kansas City. Is it Kansas City he went to? <laughs> yeah, Kansas City. And then uh, you took over for being a guest on the show uh, several times. And then it's it really evolved, the show. I it, mean, yeah, I, even if you look back at episode one, kind of like the pilot episode with you and Danny, like you guys are literally just like sitting there thinking the name of the show. Like yeah. you, you didn't even really think about it prior to you just kind of like what is this brew is this brew with you like it's, yeah, it's a brew with you and you guys were like that was like the first couple minutes of the show of like you guys just sitting there contemplating what are we going to name this thing yeah. and i mean you guys shared i'm trying to think maybe probably 50 60 episodes together 50 ish maybe uh, you, but well, well, actually you tell us because you're at number 150 this today. is 150 for me which is another you know, milestone another milestone i took over episodes. at 75 but you probably did about 15 20 by yourself with random guests type of thing so danny probably was on the show for i mean geez like 50 60 episodes or so he was on for a while a long time yeah um it was a good pilot you guys were just kind of well danny you know i had more um experience in in 
you know, production and, and performance and writing and Danny had zero mm-hmm. and I just wanted to do something with a friend. Yep. You know, I just wanted to just be comfortable with someone and just, and also learn. Cause I didn't know anything about audio. I knew video production, lighting. I didn't know anything about audio. So I was like, and this is a, you know, it's a life lesson. Like you want to do it. So learn it, you know, and who cares if it sucked or it failed? You just figured out. And you know what? For someone who didn't know anything, I think we had one of the better sounding podcasts that were for people who didn't know anything they were doing that just didn't have a production crew or a studio. I think we had a really good sounding podcast for four years. I mean, the compliments have come across 225 episodes of just the quality. So that that, that did not hurt at all. Yeah. It was, it's, I'll be honest. When I was, uh, the last several months is like, I don't miss this. You know, I put in the Patreon post, you know, we were, I want to be clear that COVID was not the killer of this. It was not, it was a, maybe you could say it was the straw that broke the camel's back Mm -hmm. or, but it wasn't the killer. There was a lot of struggle with the show before COVID even hit in terms of keeping it fresh I was really getting tired of really putting a lot of effort into this, a lot of effort into this without any audience. And I mean, we had loyal listeners. Like mm-hmm. we'll go into a lot of thank yous and and people who did listen and and there were ratings, there were some, but it's like it wasn't nothing that we wanted. No, nothing that you wanted, right? And 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 I could, the best example I said in the post is like it's like a stand up comedian going up there without an audience, mm-hmm. and you're doing that if you do that for four years without an audience, like it's going to take, it's going to hit you. You know what sure. I mean? It's going to, it's going to, it's, it's not going to be as satisfying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, it's, like it's not like painting or guitar where you could just play that by yourself or exactly. just learn. So it's, like, it's like, you need kind of an audience for that. You know? I mean, like you said, it's, this is not because of COVID. I mean, when you and I have met many times for the past six, eight months of like, what are, what can we do to, to change things, to make it better, to listen to our listeners and see what they want. And, we just, this is just where it came. It just ran its course. We're at 225. This is, who knows? Maybe six months from now. I mean, four months ago, we had no idea where we we're going to be. Maybe another four months from now, we're going to start a brand new one and start episode one with something different. Who knows? Literally. But Brew With You has just run its course. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, safely say, made us alcoholics. And <laughs> yeah. uh, um, oh, thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what I think is kind of cool, though. It's like, I wish, but that was the part of the branding and the marketing of the show is that, you know, always been like, oh, you're a beer show or you like beer. And it's like, and that was part of the problem because I don't know if we ever should have just took more ownership of being mm-hmm. a beer drinker and, and doing that or. I mean, I remember talk, that. when we, when I started in episode 75 ish, we talked about renaming the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was 150 episodes ago because like we didn't want to be labeled a beer show. Right. So we, we threw out like 50 ideas of just renaming the show and like redoing the logos and our business cards and all these different things that we did yeah. for it. And we just said, you know what? This is it. This is a brew with you. It can be tea. It can be coffee. It can be beer. And you know, it just, it fits with you. We had some good coffee shows though. Oh, it was great. That's some really good coffee With Rich Williams and stuff I'm trying too. to remember. Yeah. I think the, the best coffee we had, it was a dark matter, I think, was probably one of the I best we had. I think it was had. a dark matter one. Yeah. Yeah. We made some really good fun. We made the Chemex one yeah. a couple of times, and yeah. yeah, we've had some really good coffee coffee. And I always shows. said that was the funny thing is because I'm surprised we didn't do more coffee shows because I pref- coffee is my actually my favorite drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, I prefer coffee more than beer, but I mean that's that's apples and oranges. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, night a, and it's day. morning time, day, it's night time. <laughs> but 
the problem with coffee is that I don't want to be doing coffee shows at 8 p.m. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate when we did it like on a Saturday at like 10 or 11 a.m. and had coffee, we're ready to go, ready to go and having fun. Yeah, it's been a run, dude. Oh, it's man. been fun. So, what I was saying though is, um, I was not emotional at all for before. It was kind of like a good riddance in a way. It's just like, I did all this work for it. It's just like, whatever, like just put it in the dust. You know, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm done. And, and I think I just savored a little bit of strength or a little bit of peace that came this week when I posted on Patreon and was going through the memories and the show and you're seeing the collections and seeing the milestones of, 100 episodes, 200 episodes, you know, four years, you know, it's like, you know, I think, you know, the big thing I've learned is that my commitment is not in question. Your commitment's never been in question. So it's like, if we wanted to do this, we could always do this. We did it every damn week. We were you know very I mean? like, committed and driven. Don't, and you don't have to be anal about it. Yeah, some weeks or that vacation, but it's like, Jesus Christ, like every week we pretty much did this. You know we rarely mean? missed a week. So. Right, right. And... In addition, I feel that we 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 were consistent, and we I'm just blinking, blinking out on what I wanted to say there. It was yeah, you're saying like emotional. Never- it was like like I said, it was emotional ride, looking through everything and hitting the milestones and you look back and like everything we've done and the consistency of it. And also the probably a big thing I learned is that I never questioned here. It is here. It is. Sorry. I never questioned the consistency. I never questioned the, the, the content or my energy. It was always the business strategy mm-hmm. is what I questioned of just the marketing strategy, getting the, their name out there. Yeah. Like how to push this more and more. And, you know, for the people who do this solo, you know, on YouTube or something like that, Jesus. God bless you. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> you look at this, it's like just a two man podcast and you know, I'm doing all the tech mm-hmm. and you know, the content, a lot of the guests, you know, most of the guests at least. And Jeff's doing a lot of the, the analytics in the background, uh, calendar scheduling, you know, he, and so it, and then you have some one person doing a YouTube channel is mm-hmm. like, how the hell are you doing this? We never did get that intern. <laughs> well, we had Alexa. We did have Alexa for a while. That stupid pod of a disc. God bless you, Danny, for giving that to us when you left. I thought that was a very creative idea. When you left, you gave us Alexa's replacement. We for- asked, I think, a million questions and I maybe answered once. That was early Alexa. That was like three years ago, I think, maybe. That was at least, yeah. I use Google now because yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm you. Well, you and I both. We're mm-hmm. just Google everything, yeah. except our phones. Yeah. Um, I, so yeah, that, I think that was it. So I'm sorry. I was, I was, blah, 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 blah. I was really in my head there and thinking about how I wanted to say it. But the, the point is, is that I, I don't regret anything. I, I feel that, you know, we did this with also our relationships and full-time jobs and our other lives. And we still try to do this and push this as much as we can. We did live shows. We did social media. We did, uh, marketing campaigns. We did video. We did, uh, more live shows. It was just, we did a lot, mm-hmm. you know, it's, streaming, online streaming. And there's really not much more, you know, there, like you said, it's run its course. The, 
you can only squeeze so much juice out of the the lime and lemon, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? And we squeezed it. So unless you're Alex and you just spill it everywhere, <laughs> the only spill we had <laughs> on this show. Man. He's just gonna be happy because he got called out here. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Alex? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we got some memories and notes and things to to review. I wish I had about ten more of these beers. It's ridiculously good. Yeah, this is really good. I got. I mean, oof. I'm like sad that we're drinking it because it's. No, I don't it want, went. To, it went to a good cause. I don't want it to end. It was a great, um, great closure. This is something you don't forget, though. This beer. At the end of every episode, we rate the beer. So stay tuned at the end of the episode where we give Goose Island's uh, Bourbon County Double Barrel. It's such a long name. Jesus. Double the barrels. Can we say BCDBS? <laughs> BCDBS. Sounds about right. There we go. All right. What do you got? Um, I, I was just saying, like, we have a tons of things that we kind of want to say thanks to and notes to and memories. and Yeah. And you got you know, stuff. I mean, you got stuff. You got to recap a show of. I wanted to say one thing before we, we finish this is that I, I kind of been jumping around with, like I said, with the history of the show and everything like that is that, you know, like I said, the attention of the show was breaking bread and then we, we pushed it along and we evolved it. The idea I always wanted to do though, is not just a brew with you. I just, what I wanted to do is if you remember back in the day with the big deal, Blake channel, I wanted to do all this stuff. And it was actually the scene. I look back on this now and I was like, that was really ambitious. You know, it was a lot. And it's yeah, like you wanted to do like one a month of the other one too. It was a time. I wanted to do a network. Yeah. I wanted to do a network where I wanted to do five podcasts a, a week, one a day, five different shows is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to do uh, YouTube videos with the big deal debate. I really wanted to do that more. And I just, during that process, it was just way too ambitious like that, obviously, all that work was not paying it's the bills. It's a full time job. <laughs> yeah, it was a full time yeah. job. And it just, you know, unfortunately, I just, you know, there was, there was, it was possible at the time. And this yeah. was supposed to be like the premium awards with Johnny and the preamble. Oh, like, yeah. It was supposed to be all these like shows under a blanket, yeah. like a network. And that was the idea, that was the intention. Um, I had a great idea for a podcast. Um, that never got into it. Spoilers. You can take this if you want, even though it was my idea. Just give me credit. Yeah, pay him. The show was like called Failures, and it was a podcast. Maybe I'll do this after the move, yeah. you know, and it was called Failures, and I really wanted to do it. It was a passion project where I interviewed random people from young to old and different professions on how they failed in life and how they overcome it or mm -hmm. how they're still struggling with it. I like that. Yeah. That's like another venting session of but real life stuff type yeah, of thing. Yeah, I like. would say venting. It was more, I think venting is a part of it, but I think a part of it is also just like a, a self-reflection yeah. and also inspirational the, even. Yeah, for, a learning curve type of thing. Yeah, like see, it's like rag to riches stories or someone who had everything and lost it all or a mistake that affected their lives, whatever it may be. Like that's the point of the show. And the failure doesn't have to be job related. It could be relationship related. It could be. I like that idea. Yeah. That was the, the show. And it was supposed to be a short, like 20 minute interview of just, Hey, so it'd be like, the joke is like, I'm a failure, but you're supposed to be proud of it. You know, right. like, cause I'm, I'm cause a failure. You overcame I, it and you yeah. grew from it type of thing. I yeah. like that idea because I want to do that so bad. Every single person has one. Yeah. It's not like something that you're like, you're trying to find people of like, who do they like this or do this type of thing? Every single person has gone through some type of failure or situation mm -hmm. that they've hopefully overcame and can talk about it. So 
That's a really good idea. So thanks for I made a logo for that too. Oh. Yeah. I'll take it. Thank you. You're right. Take it away. (laughs) I made a logo for it and everything, but Alex wants to start a podcast, so maybe him and I will just do yeah, failures. Yeah, what the hell was that? I, I thought he was going to start one. Well, I mean, wh- and that was another reason, too, why the show got canceled is because, one, we wanted to respect social distancing yep. when we first started. Um, and two, you know, everyone's on – well, actually, there's, there's a lot of reasons. So, one, we wanted to respect physical distancing. Two, everyone was already on Zoom and video chats already, so it's just like – They're tired of – looking at screens yep. or like we're already doing this already, you know? And then like, you know, Netflix and all this stuff is dropping all this new content. They don't want to watch people talking when they're just sitting at home. You know what I mean? It was meant for like commutes or work hours. You I was know? just going to say like the commute times lower. Nobody's in their cars. Nobody's on trains. Right. Gyms were closed. All these things that people were doing. They, as funny as it, it sounds, they couldn't find the time to listen or watch right. because your new life kicked in. Uh, uh, oh, Bitsy got out. Oh, and the mascot of the show, Bitsy got out, made an appearance. Bitsy, how you doing, Bits? She looks very angry she at looks, life. No, she looks a little tired, actually. I think she, she does. She should go a little nap. She's up now. Will Bits, come here, Bits. You so, do you pre- think we're all just Let's make an appearance on the t- episode two twenty five? Do you think we're all just living lives like cats right now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> this is the official mascot. Oh, here's Bitsaroo. I'm sure we'll get a meow. Do it one more time for me. Come on. Okay, she's like, just like, end the shit. Oh. <laughs> no, she's she's eyeballing this Goose Island. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I deserve that. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to summarize that, like, you know, the show because of Corona, physical distancing, the commutes, the inspiration. And also, that was the funny thing that it was reading articles during that t- during this time, especially in the gray months. It was like this life sucking time. Like people were like, oh, I've got all the time now to read a book or do this, and like no one was doing that shit. Like no one was doing it. I mean, I, I was taking my efforts everywhere to do online education and stuff like that, but it was like my creativeness was just really flat. And also, sure. it was also because my mental health was a little sure. out of whack. So yeah, it was a lot of reasons. And hey, if you think about it in a positive way, it got you on track to. Help with your mental health. Yeah. Think about, I'm point. trying to think positive. I did read four books in the, in the quarantine season, though. Four? Four. So you read, you read your uh, 2020 my, goals? Hear I've, that, I've Shannon? He knocked off one of the goals. Oh, you want to talk about those? So you read four books, so you marked that off. I actually think I have four or five for the year so far. Four or five so. for the year. Okay. I want to tell you this. So remember I said 100 new... Songs. So, not songs. Artists. Album, artists. Okay. 100 new artists never Do you of. remember this? And as of August 4th or 5th we're at? We are 4th. August 4th. I have 128. Oh, shit. So you're, you're exceeding this. By far. Yes. I have 128 uh, new albums, I'll say. That's Because awesome. there's some duplicates of artists, but multiple albums from that artist. That as of like a rough percentage, what's ones have you like continued to follow and say wow i really like this uh number one death grips death grips okay excellent i've never heard anything like them before uh and you have to keep in mind this is like really like getting out of the mainstream okay. and really seeing that there if you really look or spotify does a decent job of i mean they promote the big mm-hmm. names but 
there is a lot. Like I'm talking daily, an album gets dropped, yeah. right? It's it's oh, crazy across the world. Yeah. So Death Grips is the new boy band, right? The seven they're, seven they're, piece they're, boy they're, band. They're, they're K-pop. K-pop. Okay. No, Death Grips is I don't. The only way I can describe them is like industrial rap um, oh, okay. or like grunge industrial grunge rap, but like it's it. it's like taking electronica music, a really dark tone with really raspy rap. I like it. Okay, it's, cool. But it's very industrial. It's like industrial rap is the best way to describe it. It's very... I've never heard anything like it. It's like they created his own genre. Awesome. It's, it's crazy. Um, I got a lot here. Uh, Anderson Pack, Excellent. Anderson Pack, um, Rapper, but he plays his own... He's overly talented. He's one of those guys who can play his own instruments and raps and sings. Amazing. Um, how about how did you find these? Was it just like a Spotify daily oh, that's mix a type of mind thing? that you're not allowed okay. to know? All right, cool, I, have, cool. I have my I have my ways, okay. but I don't want to reveal them all. <laughs> so, you would you say that you follow at least twenty percent of them? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I listen to a lot of these now. I switch. I listen to music constantly now. I mean, because podcasts, you know, obviously we're leaving, and I listen to pod, you know, music a lot more when I'm running or working out. Um, it, I don't know. I've just been doing a shift right now because, you know, during this is like, what are we talking about? We're talking it's about pro same. protests and Corona and an election. Like, eh. It's the same conversation. Like, everywhere. what's there to talk about? Because no one can do anything. Yeah. Hey, sports are still canceled. Like, I don't. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> cool. Thanks. There's nothing to talk about. I like. It was a really good goal. I liked that goal a lot to like try to expand your your genres to people that you've never heard of before right. and like really giving people a chance. Here's a new one for you, Oliver Tree. He just came oh, out with a new album. Okay. Just came out with a new album. First album, too. Uh, Have you bought any albums? Princess Nokia. Princess Nokia. Princess Nokia. Very good. Like the Nokia phones? Um, <laughs> Joanna Newsom. So she was... I, so luckily when I started this, 2020 started, and they were doing the best songs and albums and artists of the decade. So I was like, oh, I get, this is perfect timing for this New Year's resolution because I'm just like getting all this music I missed out on for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And Joanna Newsom was a big one. Her voice, the, the album was is unreal. It's a three-disc album called okay. Have One On Me. And it's just... And here's the catch. She despises Spotify, spat in their eye and says, I hate your platform. You're, you're the devil. So they're not on Spotify. She's not on Spotify. Everything like, but Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Well, or I know she's on Amazon Music. That's um, a bold move for like not a big name. Yeah. Well, she's it's like it was the best Killing album. It was one of the yeah. best albums of the decade. So, so anyway. Oh, and now the other. I'll give another shout out to. I saw it right here. This is a good one. HMLTD. 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 Another good one. Well, I think it's a really cool goal and, uh, and flying lotus too is really good Ooh, flying lotus i like that name yeah some DJ. cool names dj flying lotus dj good music to play in the background if you don't want lyrics yeah. or anything just like a little in the background well, when i'm at like the gym or even walking now like i'm i'm listening to more artists that i don't normally know like i don't even know sure i'll do like daily mixes to like random playlists and then i'll f listen to a song and i'll hear it and then i'll all of a sudden like get it to that album and just listen to that album so it's kind of like a, an opportunity right now to like listen to more shit that you don't normally do. It, it's it's really fascinating to this time and age of the amount of music yep. 
that is out there and be, and a lot how easier things are because recording studios are easier or people can do stuff at home depending on your your music genre and the shit we hear like on our tv or, or mainstream it's like why is this the stuff that is out there right now and yeah. not this yeah stuff? why is this on the radio and not this one right here oh it's like i don't they're probably saying the same thing I don't get it. We're saying the same thing with the podcast. This is better than a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't we on the top of the list? <laughs> so you, so I, so that was just a taste of some of the music. So I'm at 128 of for. So I'm past the goal, okay. but I'm I'm gonna probably get in the 200s. I'm gonna remember those ones that you said though, especially right. that uh, the seven piece boy band K-pop one. Oh, Death the, Grips. Yeah, oh, Death no. Grips. Like th- th- that. Now I want to be Industrial clear about Death rap. Grips. That that's not for everyone oh yeah but i like something new uh, here's a little thing um youtuber anthony fantano okay he's the biggest music critic on youtube he's been doing it for 12 years he actually gave death grip's song song of the decade number Jeez. one number one of the decade yeah damn okay it's called hacker okay excellent song can you compare awesome. them to anybody nope okay two original unique sound i can only can take like three different i like i just said it's like industrial they can like the Crystal Method, the, the band, the Crystal Method, and probably like one of the, like the RZA from Wu-Tang okay. and Jeez. some <laughs> sort of like industrial metal and putting that together. Okay. I love it. It's crazy. It's like I've never heard any type of like, but again, very, very specific. Like it's not a, it, it's a Huge acquired taste. <laughs> okay. So death grips. Yeah. All right. Um, so what are these books you read? Good books? I have a little, I started a list, but, um, oh yeah. I mean, actually one of the books that I read is like probably one of my favorite books of all time now. Whoa. All time book. So much so that I told my mom to read it. book. Nice. I like that one. I remember your app. Oh, that was a good memory. Oh, remember I used to do that all the time. Um, where the where the crawdads sing is a book that I read, not the best one that I did. Bleachers by John Grisham, but the, one of the my new favorite John Grisham book. I did. Was it anything about law? No, it's actually my dad told me to read. It was about a like it was a sports football one. It was actually pretty oh, I good. know that one. Yeah, I, I know that book. Yeah, yeah. I gave, actually gave it to my dad for what Christmas one year. Uh, but the book that I'm talking about is called The Great Alone, and it's by Kristen Hanna. Sounds appropriate for these times. Uh, <laughs> pretty much does. And uh, I thought it was fantastic, so I told my mom about it. My mom read it in like a week, and she said it was the best book she ever read. My sister just finished it like three days ago, and she said that it was she like cried and was one of the best books she's ever read. Whoa. So now my girlfriend's read it, and she just started it too. So it's called The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. She has another book out there called that I'm actually reading right now called The Nightingales, and they're making it a, a, a movie so um, that's mm. part of the reason why I'm reading it. Just cause wait, a movie it. or actually like a Netflix series? No, or they're making it uh, supposedly a movie. Movie because that's the, the the thing is like they're everything's moving. Everything, to, they're moving yeah. to the, the the Netflix. She stuff. has a list of like thirty books, but The Great Alone is like one of the best books I've ever read. Can you reveal anything without it without spoilers? Mm. Like, is it is it a mystery? Is it uh, adventure? Is it drama? I would say adventure, drama, romance romance okay it's like a, it's it's fiction people, uh fiction okay it's yeah i mean pretty much all those things it's a, it's a, it's a, it's adventurous it has a lot of drama it has romance in it. it has family in it. it has love in it it has everything that you can possibly want 
It's fantastic. The, and the writing style is really, really good, really nice, smooth to read. Or it's not like difficult. You know, some of those books that you pick up, they're like, oh my God, I, like every page is like struggling to get through. This one is just a really good, quick read. I want to reiterate, I have ADHD and I've realized this as a man in his mid-30s. Reading has always been a hit or miss yeah. topic for me because of my condition where yes. I could be reading a page one page for an hour because mm-hmm. of just where mm-hmm. my mind goes. Yeah. Squirrel. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's not like you're determined <laughs> for the book. It's just like you're just you're just going like this. You're yes. just scanning yeah. and scanning. Because you're reading it, but you're not reading yeah, it. Yeah, your your eyes are falling words, but you're not reading it. Yeah. And uh, that's a good way to put it because sometimes if you're in a bad book, whether you have AD, ADHD or not, sometimes everybody's doing the same thing because you're just not into it. Mm. But this one I feel like is uh, written so well that like everybody can just kind of fall into the storyline. So read it. Anybody that... Was it your favorite book then or no? I'd say it's my top three. What's your number one then? I I still love anything by Eric Larson, including uh, The the Devil in the White City. Great book. I love anything... This is why Forrest Gump is my favorite movie because I love that's anything that's got like a historical story to it with a fictional character inside historical fiction yes historical so fiction that's kind of my favorite read so anything that eric larson reads writes in devil in the white city is probably like nice let's go the great alone i'll look into that yeah it's awesome i'm reading uh well i haven't read it yet. i just ordered it yep. um it's called like the four agreements i'm reading a lot of self-help books right now i'm a mess guys give me a break oh it's good yeah um that's good Four books. Four books? And there's, there's another one in there that I forgot. That's a dog book. A it's dog an old book. one. You might even know it. I can't think of the name of it. But it's the whole book is the perspective oh, of yeah, the dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They made a movie on it. It was kind it of like a, Yeah. It was like the... My, it was a my, car my, one. My, was a my car dog's one. life or uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Fix the facts. I'll fix the facts. Fix the facts. It was yeah. actually pretty good to like hear... It was a cool writing style of like... Um, from a dog's perspective, actually. Yeah, a dog's life. Is that what that's I called? I think it is. I think it's a dog's Hold life. On. I have it. I think it's a dog's life. I think it's a dog's life. I think it's a dog's life. <laughs> Hold on. I just... It's a dog's life. Where it's about being a dog. That? Reincarnation, the dog talks. It stars the guy who was um, in, 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 in the, 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 the Book of Mormon and uh, Josh Gad, I think his the name is. The Art of Racing in the Rain. Is that for real? Yeah. Oh, that is not what I would... What? That's never even heard of that book. Okay, yeah, they actually did make it a movie though. Okay, I believe you. You were thinking of like Into the Wild type of thing. No, like I'm thinking about a dog's life. I'm thinking okay. about the one with Josh Gad. Fix the facts on this. Okay. We'll fix the facts on this. The art of racing in the rain. The whole his his owner is a car racer, but the whole book is written. Sounds stinky. <laughs> Sounds poopy. <laughs> Smells like dog. You know, it's dog. After it gets rained on and gums inside and mm-hmm. smells, oh, it's like double dog. That's what the whole book is. It's just how the dog wants to get a bath. The dog walked in slowly <laughs> and smelled like the neighbor's leftover Cheetos. <laughs> That's a riveting book. Mm-hmm. So, Jason, who, Gad, Jason Gad. What do I fix the facts? I just am. Not now. I am. I'm writing it down. So, I wanted to recap some memories um i don't want to keep this long guys you know we we've done a 100 episode 100 episode anniversary we've done a four-year anniversary we've done a 200 anniversary uh we've done year end show so i don't want it just to be like an award show or 
talk about every episode or every guest. I mean, the, the four years with a how, take just a ballpark. This ballpark. This how many guests we had on the show? Oh, geez, we've had a lot of du- double duplicates, triples. But how? I mean, how many? Honestly, would you think how many guests? And we had a lot of solo shows. So what would you think? One fifty. I would say more like one hundred, because we like I said, think of the doubles. Yeah. Solo shows. So I think that would make it 75 solo shows if you say 150. Okay. That's a good question. I would say, and there's no way we're going to check this now because there's way too long, but I would say 100 plus. 100 plus. I'd say 100 guests on the show, which is insane. And, you know, I want to give a shout out to anyone who just said yes. I reached out to you, whether you were one of my close friends or we just happened to have an improv class for eight weeks, 10 years ago. And you said, yes, that was what this show was about that. I'm just reaching out to you. Hey, I remember you being cool, friendly. We had a moment. Why don't you come on? We get to know each other a little bit more. I think of like Tony Rickenwald, where I did a couple of improv shows with him. I thought he was a very interesting guy. I thought he was very sweet, very nice guy. And he came on and ends up being this fantastic mm-hmm. comic artist mm-hmm. and has a very interesting background. And we learned a lot of from music from him, mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of like grunge and metal. You know, right. I just, that's the first thing that comes to my head. Sure. We had a lot of interesting, I mean, think about the people we had on this show from comedians to writers to Marketing analysts to teachers and unemployed, unemployed. to uh, gosh, um, uh, um, human resources to yep. <laughs> um, literally every aspect of every corner of like every job you can think of. Drag queens, drag queens, yeah. Um, other podcasters, other podcasters, gamers, kind of coffee connoisseurs, and. I think um, so. You look at the range we had, and I'm very proud of that. Geez, that. Photographers. I thank everyone for just saying yes. Facing some of people, some of these guests were very, very afraid to be on this show, and our job was just to make them feel as comfortable as possible and not belittle them or or, or tease them, and just want to just have. We always said, just let's have a conversation on the show. Yep. Let's just talk. That's and. I really thank you, all of you who are a part of this show. Um, for people who didn't even want to talk about their jobs, but they just talked about their perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And you look at someone like Jacqueline, like, yeah, she mm-hmm. was in, in comedy, right? And her job, like, that, that's her business. Right? But she came on and she just was always sharp on, mm-hmm. on, on just feedback and her point of view and not making things uncomfortable. You know, it's just, just, just going with it yeah i mean like you said we've had literally 100 plus guests and for you just to mention jacqueline is just a great perspective and thought because i have her on my list of just to say thank you for being a supporter and like an amazing person that who she was on the show but like obviously we're not singling anybody out we're going to say thank you to a couple people that kind of meant a little something to us but like everybody that came onto the show was just like brought a different level to every single show. And shout out to the people who like wanted to push, they wanted to be back on. Like, oh, God, like, yeah. like Tully, reoc- for example. Our reoccurring guests? Yeah, like Tully. 
Like Tully always wanted to jump. Tully on. with the Santa episode. Uh, oh my God, the Santa episode with Tully, yeah. and also the Forty episode. Forties, and then he had Justin on like what three yeah. times I think, yeah. and and um, God, Justin was just so he's so sharp. Our two thousand nineteen yeah. guest of the year. Yeah, and then uh, I mean I can go on. I can go on, guys. I don't want to name any more names. I don't want to single anyone out because you know I have more memories to share, and I'll drop more names. But like, I just want to thank all the guests for just supporting us supporting the show but wanting just wanting to do it it's like mm-hmm. yeah i'd like to hang out for a couple hours have a beer and talk about shit mm-hmm. i mean literally your entire comedy clubhouse crew yeah it's a and that's memory. Yeah, that's not it. even just like your doofus rufus team that whole crew that you know from that clubhouse is has been supportive and fantastic that's always come on the show yeah i gotta thank you for them later yeah so um We'll get into more of that memories and thank yous, but I just thought this would be fun real quick. Um, I wanted to just, you know, a lot of people have started to ask and question like, in 225 episodes, what's your favorite beer? Mm -hmm. What was the favorite brewery? What was the best this, best that? And it was like, you know, I know it's all beer, but at the same time, there's a lot of apples and oranges. You know what I'm saying? You, you're going to compare a stout to a Saison. Like that's, it, it's not, it's, it might as well be two different drinks. If somehow sure. they're both categorizing beer for, for whatever reason, because there's a lot of similar ingredients, but it's just, it's completely different. It's like comparing a war movie to a romance novel type of thing. Like a, it's like the great alone compared to the great divide. Exactly. It's, you just can't do it. <laughs> you can't do you it. You know what I mean? You can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, a little Ross Perot there? Yeah. A little Ross Perot. <laughs> or was that George Bush Sr.? Not going to do it. That was not George gonna, Bush Sr. Oh, not going to do it. Well, I, I was mean, thinking more of SNL making fun of him, too. Well, that's what I meant. Dana yeah, Carvey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to do a list here. Say, contribute what you will. Yeah. This is a very nonchalant just list that just came to my mind. And that was the point. Like, I didn't want to study list for hours. I didn't want to dive so deep into a show that we're ending right now. <laughs> so I just wanted to say some things based off some of the beers we had. And after four years and 220 episodes, I felt that these breweries left an impact on us from recurring beers and, and ones that just were so impactful or had a big story behind them. That'd be Odell because Jeff was obsessed with them and kept on bringing <laughs> Odell's in here. But I, tried to keep, I actually went to Odell during the did? four years. I, tr- I kept trying to piss you off about it, but yeah. I couldn't because you kept loving it. Naomi's in the house. Naomi's in the house. Last episode, Naomi. <laughs> She's a, waving. She's still not saying anything. I have a note in here about Naomi. So maybe the last episode, <laughs> she'll just be like, "Hey, yeah, just, just, run away. just peek your head around into the camera." Meep, meep, meep. Meep. Bitsy made an appearance. Yeah. She meowed into the microphone. We are yeah. the fans that go me. <laughs> we are the fans that go me. <laughs> so real quick, uh, I want to talk about Odell because Jeff is obsessed with them yes, and try to piss me off with bringing Odell's in all the time. <laughs> but I actually went to Odell Brewery and it's legit. Top marks. Weiner for being on one of our live shows and also introduced me to another later list of top beers in each category. Uh, Old Nation brought mm, to us by our fan of the year. Our fan of the year, uh, Daniel. Yep. What'd you say? M43. Yeah. Um, and also what a great story, how that beer saved that brewery Yep. platform brought in by another guest, uh, Curtis, who introduced me to now, like they are probably the king of experimental beers mm-hmm. and I, things that you do think this is going to sound disgusting. You taste like that's good. Yep. It's, this works. Um, probably my new, my go-to in Chicago. Well, I have a several go-tos, but probably one of my, my top three Chicago beer dovetail. Uh, <sighs> we went, 
shout out to Dovetail for that hell live yeah. that live show. I forgot about that one. And um, yeah, the Hellas Lager and the, so, yeah, Southern Tier. Um, probably one of the favorite beers we ever had on the show, and just been around for a while. And then Ballast Point, which mm. uh, Naomi uh, gave uh, me. Uh, did a drizzly order drizzy 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 order drizzly yeah 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 and um she sent a sculpin ipa which was like one of my favorite ipas favorites, yeah. it's one of my favorite ipas and she sent on the show for like the hundredth episode or something like that so shout out to naomi nice but bellas point though we have one in chicago i mean the fact that they were in san diego they opened up a brewery in chicago they had that too so those are some of the quick ones and then quick shout out to some chicago love here revolution goose island half acre and band of bohemia Pain of Bohemia. That was another good live show. Beer has always been fantastic. I mean, on my list, top ones that you said, Southern Tier has been always been fantastic. Old Nation that you mentioned, Epic Brewery, uh, Winer. I mean, I, we can't give enough love to Brian Taylor and what he did for that live show. So I can't add or remove any more to this list that you just said. Fair. I think. I just. I think they. I think they've always just like here's the thing like I put Revolution Goose Island Half Acre and Bandit Bohemia on there because they have solid beers, right? They had solid thing. They have solid, but I think the the beers that I mentioned earlier, they always had their selling, but they were always just just stepping up the game yep. or trying to mm-hmm. risk or like really pushing the other just limits. The peak, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but no disrespect to the other guys. Um, all right, I'm gonna go through this quick. This was kind of excessive, but I. I'm just going to go through this real quick. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to ramble on about this at all, but these were my number one beers in all the major categories. Now, there's a lot of categories of beer that I'm missing because it can get ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'm not going to talk like red a- like red ales with a twist yeah, yeah, yeah. of lime, yeah. you know, or just bullshit like yeah. that. I'm just going to go through some major categories. categories. And these were some of the memorable ones we had on the show. So I'm going to say this technically as an experimental category with Southern Tears. Um, cold pressed pumpkin. Yep. My, yeah, Bitsy, we love you. It's her mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's enjoying our last She's show together. Chilling. All right. So, Wait, real hold quick. on, Naomi. Can you do us one last favor? Can you get us the four pack out of the fridge? That's, oh, look at Naomi. Can we get her on the camera right now? Uh, she, <laughs> damn it. All right, I'll meet you halfway. I was trying to get you on the camera. You got, Na- a, you got such a lovely dress on, though. Here, the- Naomi, can you Wait, just say something? Can we do the hand? Show the ring, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right here is where it's going to go. It's not in the camera at all. It's not in the camera at all. <laughs> ring, ring, baby. That was the first Naomi, time. Naomi, we love you. And thank you for putting up with us for four years. That's the first time we've ever seen her skin. She is real, people. She is real. <laughs> also helped us, us with the Oscar uh, red carpet. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so experimental category, Southern Tears Cold Press Pumpkin. Favorite stout, founder CBS. Best New England IPA, Old Nation's M43, Sour, Avery's Ginger Sour, Favorite Lager, Dovetail's Vienna Lager, Best Saison, Winer's La Tub, IPA, Columbus Brewer's Bodie, Double IPA, Bell's Hop Slam, Pale Ale, Half Acres Galactic Double Daisy Cutter, Favorite Scotch Ale, Odell's, there you go, Jeff, mm-hmm. 180 Shilling Ale, and Favorite Wheat Beer, Mars's Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie. There. I'm not going to just go crazy. I'm not going to just, there's the list. They have it. That's now a, you have it all. That is a fantastic list. 
My quick list is pretty much mimicking yours, and I didn't do it by category, but I will just list my top one, two, three, four, five, six beers of all time on the show. Okay, just not random inc- six Not beers. including this one because this is a fantastic beer. Yeah. Southern Tears Cold Press Coffee Pumpkin is yeah, probably that. my favorite beer of all time on the show. I think that, you know what, I'll just stop you there. I think it's probably safe to say that might be our favorite beer we've ever had on the show. Probably. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean like, I think that yeah, was there's my, a lot of beers that we rated yeah, higher, yeah. or or we talked about more than that. But I think consistently in terms of what we brought up and what we said, like I have no problem bringing that up. Is our so we can show. maybe agree that the cold press coffee pumpkin. If you want to say, if you like, it's one of those yep. things. Like, what's the greatest movie of all time? And you say The Godfather. Like, I have no yeah, problem with that. Yeah. Not saying it is or isn't, but yep. I have no problem with that. Columbus Breweries, the Bodie that we talked about, Old Nations M43, Epic Breweries Imperial Pumpkin Porter was fantastic. Uh, Origin of Darkness with Chocolate and Pistachio oh, Cannoli. Yeah. That was a good one. That was good. And to be honest, uh, Weiner's La Tub, just because it's unique, it's funky, it's Cezanne type of style. I loved it from day one. So there's your list, everybody. That's if it. You try one of those beers. Now, I have something funny to say, add to this. You know, in 225 episodes, that's a lot of beer. <laughs> but even more so, there's a lot of beer that we couldn't taste because of accessibility. For sure. There's a lot of beers we can't get in Chicago. For example, Yingling, we can't even get mm-hmm. in Chicago. I think there's maybe a couple beers, maybe a couple bars on tap like that have it on tap, mm-hmm. very few, but you can't buy it in the stores. Nope. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of beer that I've always wanted to try that I've never tried even outside of the show, but I would love to have tried on the show. And we've never tried Two beers twice on the show, and we've always tried to bring a beer on the show that we've never had before. Hundred percent. I mean, literally, probably. Let's say we've had two hundred beers on the show. I'd say one hundred ninety of them we've never had. A majority in of general. Them. Yeah. Like, there was a few times where we're like, wow, we tried this this weekend. Let's have it on the show. Right. But in general, that's that was rare though. Ninety five percent of the yeah. time, we we bought a beer because it was cool. Right. Like I, I'm going to introduce this one soon, but like. There's a reason why we just kind of just picked the random ones on the shelf to, right. just to give them a shot. So I want to. So before we get to this new beer, yeah. I would say my top five beers that we never got to have on the show that I've never even had ever because of a lot of reasons is um, Heady Toppers, The Alchemist. Now I that's a bad way to start because I've had Heady Topper before. I've had it before, but never had it on the show. show. The rest of the four I've never had. So the Marshmallow Henji from Three Floyds. Mm. King Julius from Treehouse Brewery. And Treehouse Brewery is a brewery I've never had one beer from, and I'm, they are just, boom. Like, they just put out good stuff. Legus, Alarmist Brewing. Another one I actually had before. We, we both have, but we did. never had it on the amazing. In Piney the Younger, a rush from Russia, Russian River Brewery. So Piney the Younger. Are you considering these, like, missed opportunities type of thing? Yeah. I would say missed opportunities yeah. are ones we just I always wanted yeah. to taste and never got to have on the show. Yeah. And I'd love to give them an official Brew With You rating. Just missed out on them. That's all. I don't really have too much on that list. The only thing that I wish that we did as far as a missed opportunity, as far as our variations of beers, that I wish we would have done more ciders and sours. We've, we've only, yeah. I think probably out of 200 beers, and I'm just estimating, we probably only had maybe 10. Yeah. I'm, Justin saved the day. 
with Blake's cider. Yeah, his, no that, relation. That cider and that then jalapeno. One, jalapeno cider. That was jalapeno amazing. Jalapeno one and then one you brought back from Colorado, the ginger sour. Ginger. Well, that was my that's yeah. that, that was on my list. That, but like more like that type of style where we didn't really tap into where we Well, that like platform we from guest from Curtis gave us that banana foster sour. Yes. Remember that? Oh, I remember that one. Uh-huh. That was the donut one. Yeah. That was my that runner yep. up for sour. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's enough about beer. Yep. Um well, not yet, because we're trying something new. What do we got, Jeff? So I thought this was this the last episode, so we're trying two beers. It is, yeah. So I thought this was funny. Um, I wanted to get a four-pack because I knew Blake was getting something special over here. I thought it was funny as far as the name. This is called Microphone Brewery, and I've never heard of it before. And I thought it was funny because this is our last podcast, and instead of a microphone, we are using a microphone. And... <laughs> thank you for that that was not a soundboard that was like and i feel like this is just a good name for today's world we're sitting waiting and wishing so this is a oh that's kind of nice yeah isn't it? very um cliche font here though microphone it is a little this cliche. is called boom boom font i think it's called <laughs> and it's just used way too often so that's good feedback guys just Take that. Saying, guys, it's a very from a graphic designer it's a very cliche font it, it really is it's not it's not the best here but um it's in elk grove illinois so i wanted to give a little love to our last beer in a chicago slash illinois brewery it is a pineapple milkshake IPA with lactose, vanilla, and pineapple. So it is just an IPA, just a little middle milkshakey with some f- fun flavors. But I thought it was fun with the microphone sitting, waiting, wishing, and give something love back to Illinois Brewing again. Two Illinois. Two Illinois. I say Illinois, like not because I'm. Yeah, because we're not. You know what I mean? Yes. Like like plural. <laughs> yes. Not we're, because we're not I'm from like Illinois. butchering Illinois. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I think, are you going to pour it in there or just drink it out? No, I'll just drink it. It's can. Can it up. Unless it said to mix it up. Oh, that's tradition. Bitsy is pooing behind us right now. (laughs) That's tradition. The cat is pooing behind us. (laughs) It makes the beer taste better. That's the once again. Oh, all right. (laughs) A lot going on there. (laughs) Wow. Very sweet. It's but not um not annoyingly sweet, you yeah. know what I mean? Like not like like I'm I'm having fun dip. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's got a I mean, obviously I went I knew you were going to do something here, so I went to something here. I mean, we talk about a value of a four pack. This was definitely more expensive than it cuz this is like a special this was 22 $23 for a four pack. So it's definitely like a special release, but it's definitely got a nice like milkshake pineapple type of IPA feel, which is fun. I love the pineapple. It's yeah. almost kind of, this is kind of the realm I'm tasting right now. It's a very creamy pina colada beer. Oh, yeah. That's a, so uh, part of the reason why I got it is because this weekend I had a pina colada milkshake IPA. So I found something similar. I think it's like 7%. So a little less than uh, This is a 18. beer that I really like. However, I don't see this in the long run. Like I don't yep. see me. This is like, as we use the old Brian Taylor expression, crushability mm-hmm. and, um, Hagen, yeah. Hagen from a uh, dovetail yep. that, um, this is a good beer, but I don't know about that crushability sure. factor with this. Yeah. A long time. This is just a fun experimental type of beer thing. So very good though. I but I'm just saying like, I'm not saying crushability 
hurts or helps your rating. Not at all. I'm just saying it's just I would not be pounding these yeah. at all. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Very I good. I mean, it's hard to like follow that bad boy. So. No, this is really good. Yeah. It's apples and oranges, though. It's two completely totally different Totally is. Yeah. So, I, yeah. No, uh, hint, hint. Both of these are getting good ratings, so. For sure. Yeah. Both of these are getting good ratings, so. Um, I want to just reminisce, guys. You know, we've talked about what we've been doing the last several months, our personal lives, recapping the history of the show and, you know, the intentions of what we wanted to be in the show and where it wanted to go. Um, you know, it just feels like it's another thing, a big thing when I'm learning through help is old Blake would have immediately gone into a dark place and said, you failed at another thing. And, you know, it's like improv. You do improv and you say, oh, when you're joining Saturday Night Live, it's just like, it's like mm -hmm. that old shit. You mm -hmm. know, you just can't stand. It's not like you wanted to be that. You just wanted to have something happen. Mm -hmm. And doing four years of a podcast, you know, it just never launched it just never got and we did it consistently and we got some loyal fans and had listeners but it just never blew up so old blake would have just said you know how a failure that was and you should have done this differently and it's just another put another thing in so new blake is just trying to trying to look at these things as accomplishments or look at them as Things you look back on your life that you did that, you know, you could say this too. Like you ever thought you were going to do a podcast in your life and let alone like four years you did this, you know, and it's just something to say like, you know, in the life's lists of things that you could just check off and say, I did that. And look at all the things you gathered from that. You gained technical information online social media information you learned from people meeting amazing people you learned from a manufacturing from beer yep you learn more about comedy you learn more about entrepreneurship audio you know what i mean like look at all the things you've gained from this even though it may not have gone somewhere right you could take that information and move on to the next step and like i said in my Patreon post, I don't know what the future is. I have too much creativity in my brain to not do anything. And I hope that when I have a great idea, because I have a ton of ideas, I, I, I name it. It's just that I hope I implement it in a very, and I've learned from this things and I just really implement it in a, in a very strategic way. Instead of just doing it, just more of a strategy behind it. I mean, to kind of use what you said before of, your other podcast idea of failures. I don't consider this a failure, but it's something that we are ending, but we've learned so much off of it to make our lives better in the future. Right? Right. And that's that's what I feel like where I'm at. Like I can't even imagine my life without this. Like I the amount of people that I've met and stories that I've heard and things that I've tried. You've met you've met some good friends actually. Too. Seriously, yeah. like it's it's 
changed my life. Seriously changed my life. And I just think it every day and I I don't I I've I'm growing from it every day and it, this was this was unique for me to like speak into a microphone. I mean, you know me like I mean, one of my funny memories on my phone that I put down was remember when I did the opening to one of the shows and I was so nervous and, <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I, it's, yeah, it's yeah. funny to look back on because I probably, I'm, I suck at it today, but like that's, and it broke a different scratch, a new surface in me that I just didn't or have different appreciation, different appreciation, right, right. really, truly like I had in a weird way to put it, not a big appreciation as far as like this outlet and the comedy and like this different things. And now I have the biggest appreciation I can even imagine, like the two different scales of it. Right. So it's, I can't, that's a good memory though. I remember we were trying to record that opening. It took like 12 takes. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's literally one of and my, I was just seven. laughing. I didn't care. Yeah. Like, I was just like, You're like just power it through it, man. Do power it through it. Do it again. Power through it, man. And I was nervous and I didn't know what to say. And I started and we did it again. And it, and I, we've only done it once, but you know what? That one time is yeah. a memory that I'll probably have. You've for done like, it before. You've done it more than that one. Yeah, that's um, true. And I did my when own shows. Did, when, that, when I was gone, yeah. you've done it more than once. But that memory alone is something that will stick with me for a long time. I'm just like, getting outside of my shell of doing some new things. Right. That's well said. Yeah. It's always, it's very, there's so many quotes on like taking risk and all that stuff. That's a good memory though. And I got another memory. I had another memory when I had a guest and I forgot to tell Jeff. Oh God. Uh, I told Jeff five minutes before our guest showed up that our guest was a drag queen. <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, oh my bad. Cause I was already mentally prepared for this mm-hmm. and what we were doing. He was not at all. Shout out to Ginger Forest. That was a great. That was one. Episode. I mean, that was one of our favorites, to be honest. And that, that was a great. I think episode. you're giving five minutes generous time. I think it was like 35 seconds. Yeah, it was I think funny. it was like I'm going to go answer the door. By the way, this is what's happening. <laughs> it was my bad, but then <laughs> Ginger bad. walked in, high heels and all, and we painted nails and and uh, we did really the- learned about the scene and the hustle. It was yeah. that was a really good episode. Yep. A lot of ass jokes. A lot of jokes of eating ass. <laughs> a lot of ass true. eating jokes. Very true. Um, what do you got? Our half marathon bet. Oh, I didn't even write that. That's a see, this is why I didn't want to know yeah. them. I'm glad yeah. you said that. So my thing with this, I don't remember what sparked this. I don't either. <laughs> I don't remember what sparked the bet. I because I was thinking about that, so I'm glad you said this because I yeah. was just thinking about this like a month ago. Yeah. Because I was talking about dieting and running and exercising to someone else who was getting into it. And I remember we made the bet. We said, I'll do a half marathon if you come to a comic convention. But I don't remember who started that bet. I feel like I was in tagging, like, oh, you don't know shit about comic books. And or you telling me, like, you don't know. I don't remember. Or I just said I need to work out. I don't know how. I want to say I'm about 70% sure that the first show that I co-hosted, the very first one, which was very, like, episode six or eight is when we made the bet no yeah oh at least talked about it talked about like, it. we didn't make the maybe bet not make the bet yeah, but that's where it like came of fruition of like this is hey if you do this i'll do this and we were like oh this is interesting and then it came further down but somehow i think in the very first episode that i co-hosted it was just you and i because danny was gone um that's when we used to do the background images that were different every yeah. three-piece segments. That was fun. I just couldn't do that for like I, – yeah. well, I could do that for copy reason, but it was like less work. And I thought this was more professional. But we, I liked that bet through the process of the memory because we saw – we talked about the bet. 
we made the transition of Blake of losing weight and doing all these things. We talked about it many times of like the transition of like you getting to be just a healthier lifestyle. And then me going to the comic convention in Chicago, which was amazing. And it was just like, it was just a fun thing to talk about for a solid six months. I think, yeah, I remember in relation to that too, I'm going to bounce back on a memory like this show, like because we put it on video, it was a good way to look at ourselves, how we changed in four years, because I remember my fat years was like a year into the show when we did the show with like, I think it was like you, me, Danny and Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I remember the that bro, was the, the fattest bro episode. Yeah. I was really fat in that. I was really fat. And then I, you look at that episode to after the half marathon and we never did. We should have just done we scales. Waited. We should have waited. We sh- and I'm so upset we didn't do it, but by our estimation, we said at least 25 pounds. At least. Probably 25, 30 pounds. Yeah, we said at least 25. I mean, you you did it not just with the running schedule, but the eating schedule too. Like, you, you did a full series. Yeah, the only time I drank beer was on the, on the show. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Um, I mean, I, I took it very seriously because it was a challenge. So I'll take it seriously. Um, I had to say this again, Corey's advice. Oh, God. I just, I remember that was just one of those moments in the show where I remember, I'm going to try and play it for you guys. Um, that was one of those things where I was really thrown off, where I thought I was going to get this like beautiful sentimental message about parenthood and fathership. Fathership? Um, fatherhood. Fatherhood, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. And what he said just, it just was perfect. And you could see it in the video. We can, we'll check it out on uh, Instagram, on Brew With You Instagram. You could see our relax, reaction live where it just took a second for us to process. We were like, oh, it was such a great moment. So that was actually, it's funny that you brought that one up because I have it down too. But like that was about two years ago, like a week ago. And now it showed up in my memories as far as like, uh, you know, your Google memories and your iPhone memories. Yeah. And I re- watched the clip again that it happened about a week ago and it's i watched it like 15 times in a row because what he says is fantastic and as soon as he starts talking you and i both look at the camera and we're like oh this is a sentimental moment and then we're listening and then he says the twist and then you and i look at each other and just laugh our ass off because it was just we were so not expect we didn't expect it at all here we go i got it right here okay guy out there who makes the claim that like i don't want to have a kid anytime soon or like that's the worst thing that could ever happen to me or whatever uh i mean this sincerely that if you have a kid that is by far unquestionable the best birth control ever to not have another kid It's that's so the best. That it's is, such. It, it was just perfect. It was, it was just. That's a moment. You know what I mean? Like by it's a far moment. the best. Birth. His delivery was perfect. Yeah. I um. There's so many memories. I'm I'm going through the Instagram feed. If you want memories, guys, go through the Instagram feed. There's so much on there. Um. I have a quick one that go, a lot no, of people yeah, yeah. that a lot of people like. It's the last episode, whatever. Yeah, a lot of people probably. We've said it once or twice, but they don't know about. What is that your old place in like Westtown Ukrainian village where we used to film? The old studio is that 
after each episode, we used to take our guests out for beers and like we we haven't done that in so long, but we used to oh, go. Oh yeah, that was always fun. It, it's that made like the podcasting for us too because we'd we'd start and we'd shoot the podcast and then we'd go to Forbidden Root or and we were Roots adamant Pizza, about paying for them too. and we'd pay for their beer. Yeah. But it was Patreon money though. So yeah, it was Forbidden Root or like Roots Pizza or something around that area, and we would just go out for beers with the guest and we would just like reminisce on like the show that we just shot and stuff like that. Try to get them on again, but like we went out every night after the shoot and it was just i mean so much fun just added on the fun and like after we were done yeah and i I look back and there's a lot of guests we just didn't get to do that with and also there's a lot of fans who are out of state or didn't get to see or have on the show and i have those names that i really wish we could have done that yep just treat them to a beer and like said thank you and all this kind of stuff i mean we haven't done that in a while, but I mean, that was a huge memory of mine of like, we used to go out after every episode and just kind of yeah. and shoot the shit again. I got another memory. Yeah. I don't know how long we want to do this for, but it's all on social media. You know, we had uh, several live shows uh, from Dovetail to Weiner to uh, Rufio at uh, Spy mm-hmm. Bar. But I really think the best show was with Frank Ishman mm-hmm. at the storefront. Shout out to the storefront in Chicago. We had a good crowd. I mean, that was a good audience there. I think I think it was something like 20, 30, 40 people. I say 30, just be in the middle. Something about 30, give or take. And, you know, that's awesome that people came there, mm-hmm. showed up. And I think it was good because we had a very professional photographer there. So there was a lot of people who were in that that trade that wanted to ask questions and people we gave out beer and I think it was a good time. It was, it was a really solid show and we went out afterwards for that. And it was, we did. Yeah, yeah, it was, I think that was like one of my highlights of putting a live show together and really collaborating and having fun with it. Um, we spent a lot of time. There was a lot one. of rough live shows. If you yeah. remember, oh, yeah. there was some really rough ones, but that one was like, a, it, it was, it, it just, the energy was right that day. It was good energy. We had the really good projector and the screen that we're showing, showcasing Frank's work and stuff like that. Uh, the crowd was super involved in like asking questions. That was also, I think the first night that we were introduced to Aaron Wimmer. Yeah. Who, Aaron. Been like a fantastic guest and, and producer slash engineer, engineer. I would say sound producer check. and sound editor. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of introduced to, to him, which has been a fantastic part of the show. But like, I agree like that show band of Bohemia was like a, a big one for me as well. As far as like uh, on presence and on live shows, everything show. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, but Frank's was like, as far as a live show in front of a live crowd, that was probably like one of our yeah. best. I, I have to clarify too. We had on site totally. shows and live shows. Totally. So there's two different, different so the, probably our, our less our best live show was Frank Ishman. Frank, yeah. Probably on site was probably Band of Bohemia. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out to uh, Robbie Ellis. Um, you know, we got connected through Jake Dwar, who was also on the show several times, and we tried to promote his music as much as we could and listen to it on the show, and he did some live shows for us. Robbie and Jake both came on one episode, and it was a very fun time, music, and we didn't have drink alcohol. We had buys, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah, we bye, had bye, bye, bye. It was dry January. Um, but shout out to Robbie. 
uh, for the audio stings that Jeez. unfortunately we're not really playing this episode. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw some in, you know, for fixing the facts and whatnot, but you know, we really appreciate the exchange of services. I try to throw you a couple bucks and, and, and you came through beyond expectations. And I remember we watched, we listened to them live and we were just dying laughing and we just thought they were great. And we were so excited to add these to the show, make it feel professional and more of a, uh, like a, just have it stand out more. So shout out to Robbie I mean, those um, things, for your friendship, but also your, 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 your skill set. Yeah. Those things like changed the show. It was great. It really did change the show of like our having our soundboard, what we always kind of wanted and like grew into and like for him to like create those things. And I know you mentioned Jake as well and, and his fiance, right? Kelly. Kelly. Of just like getting us into these different places and like. Big shout out to Kelly. Are Shelly. you kidding me? I was, yeah, I mean, we're, not, we're kind of like transitioning to thank yous I right know. now. So I hold up, hold up. Yeah. I just realized that. <laughs> Um, but Kelly's always been fantastic. Chicago Podcast Festival, all this type of thing. Um, obviously, we'll we'll come back to Kelly for a second, but we got to think. Those are memories now. Memories now of, I mean, Captain, of just memories with his Tecate and the best beer of all time. Uh, him bringing out the trophy. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that was good. Captain has always been. Uh, He's always been a supporter. He's always been a producer. He's always been advi- like giving us advice and listens to the show, especially when he was working in the boatyards, you know, he needs some to listen to us. He would listen to us just to like, cause we, he always said it like, well, I never see you guys. So I need to hear the pot to see what's going on with your lives, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I took that as a compliment cause he's just, he, he cared and he wanted to know what's up. Now that he never said it was a good show. He never said it was a good show, <laughs> but he wanted to listen to know what was going on with us. I mean, the, the advice and love and, and uh, support that he gave outside of the show too was has always been fantastic, right? Like he's always given us like, well, you guys should do this, or I think this, and kind of stuff on the side too. That's always been just uh, appreciative on our behalf. So, yeah. Um, the last memory I have before, if you have any more, is uh, okay. live at the red carpet. Oh, oh, I actually did have that written down. Live we at were, the red carpet when we were in our underwear slash. We were in our, no suits. slash. We were in our underwear slash suits. I was gonna say at like, the red carpet, and. Um, we had some drinks. We had that the champagne of beers. We did have the champagne of beers. And uh, we took questions off. And we had a nice live audience there. Naomi was running yep. the, the ship, and she was asking us questions. Yep. And she actually was like, this is really fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, had- right? You're getting like, a taste of it. You know, It's like, it is fun. We had a full interaction with like people out there just asking us questions during the yeah. show. But we both had boxers on slash underwear yeah, on, fun. but had a, a, a suit top. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Um you know, the Oscars was always a fun talking point. You know, I love the Oscars only because not necessarily you agree or disagree with them, but it's always a good talking point. Whether you, if you disagree with them, it's still a talking point, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, it's just always fun to, and who doesn't like movies, you know? It's just, sure. it's always a fun event to, to revolve around. So I had a Joanna's ornament gift on here as well. I forgot about. Of, yes, uh, I remember Joanna's ornament gift. It's always been a battle of, uh, if it's a if Die Hard is, Die a, Christmas Hard is a Christmas movie. movie or not, and she gave us the the ornament gift, it's I think that is just gonna keep on going, like it's just <laughs> never gonna be settled if it's a Christmas movie or not. But let's just say this: I just don't want to get see people get shot up and bloody and blown away on Christmas. I'll just leave it at that. Ho, ho. Oh, that was funny. Remember that one with uh, JP? Yep. Now I have a nuclear missile. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> there we go. Um, now it's time for the thank yous. You ready for thank yous? Let's do it. All right. 
We've been going on for two hours. Well, if it's the last, whatever, it's the last episode. And this is what I tried to say before. This is what you're going to do this episode, everyone. I'm going to reiterate this in the beginning. because I wanted to do this in the beginning. I forgot it got lost in translation here. We're at home. You got time. Clean your house. And then what you're going to do is play us in the background. Because you know what? It's going to take two hours to clean your house minimum if you have an apartment or house, right? Think about all the sweeping, the mopping, the wiping the counters, the Windex, the, 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 the kitty litter, uh, the, 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 the organizing the boxes, getting rid of all If stuff. you live in the suburbs, cut the grass. It's going to take two hours, okay? So listen to us while you're doing this. this it's quarantine. You're not going out. The sweet sound of a man's voice. That's right. <laughs> and you're going to miss it terribly. And then you're going to do a, sign a petition mm-hmm. on this petition.com, I think it is. Yeah, I don't remember petition.com. Sign, sign sli- the slash a brew with you. That's right. And you're going to say <laughs> 10,000 signatures to get brew with you back online. And then we'll be coming a week. We're actually at 998,000. So. <laughs> All right. Um, my first thank you. Is to twenty people, and those are the patrons. For four years, the most important. We haven't had many patrons, but we had twenty. Some came, same gone. Some have been there since day one. Some left. Some left and came back on. Who some cares? Are, some adjusted their payments. Who cares? Yep. And I want to give a shout out to every single individual by first name only. I don't want to reveal your last names, or your handles, or anything like that. I just want to say by first name. You know who you are. I love and appreciate you very, very much. I said this in the um, Patreon post. Uh, You're the ones that make the difference. You're the ones that support. And you're the ones that need to continue doing this after the show's over with two other venues because we need more positivity in the world. And I really appreciate you that there's been a lot of times where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And then I get a text or an email from one of these patrons and it cracks me up or know that they're listening or cracks a joke at Jeff's expense or my expense, <laughs> and it makes me want to keep on doing it more. So in alphabetical order, I want to name all the patrons that were once a part of the show. Brian, Colin, Connie, Courtney, Danny, Danny, Jason, Jeff, Jennifer, Jim, Joe, John, Justin, Kevin, Littleton, Mark, Meg, Ryan, Shannon, Vicky. <sighs> Some loyal people right there. Not Seriously. a lot. Not a lot, but loyal. Seriously. Strong. It's that top twenty right there has touched our hearts for a it's long time. It's not a top twenty, that's the twenty. It's the twenty. So yeah. it's um thank you for every single dollar, contribution, support, passing the word. Spreading the word. Uh, I appreciate the spreading the word. Just seriously, just a lot of love and support across that. So thank you. <sighs> What do you got? Anything else? You got thank you. Thank you. You want to start off with thank you? Yeah, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I, I, I always go to Captain. I really do because Captain to me has always been to us to uh, like every time we shot an episode, he's always asked us about the show. He's always cared about the show. He's always appreciated the show. He's always listened to the show. And he's always given us advice and feedback, honest, whether we wanted to hear it or not. So to him, this show meant something, and it means something back to us. So Very good. Yep. I'll give a shout-out to Naomi. 
Now, the big reveal for the last episode, Naomi, <laughs> surprise, surprise, is actually Jennifer, my fiance. <gasps> That's right. That's right, everyone. No. Big fucking no. deal. Wait, I had something about Naomi. Hold on. Um, surprise, surprise. You know what the funny thing is? I actually have to make it. I mean, we always take this nonchalantly that we shoot in my apartment. <laughs> but when we had like Alex over for SUGG, he was actually shocked. He thought we actually shot oh, yeah, in the like studio. studio. Yeah. And we have probably 80% of our fans that come think that we're in a studio. And, and I have to give a shout out, you know, <laughs> to Naomi that, you know, this is our space where we live, but we set it up in a way to make it look like a studio. We have our own private space and who cares, you mm-hmm. know, and it's all the visuals, you know, and we have this sound quality, but the fact that it's also, you know, Jennifer's home and yep. she never once um, complained. Mm-hmm. Ne- I mean this sincerely. I'm not saying this for the air. Like I mean this sincerely. She never once complained. She never once said no, or you can't do this, or why are you d-? like? She just. I can deal with this for two hours a mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna do my thing, whether it's in the house or out the house. And I just appreciate. I really do appreciate that. That's, I mean, always love and support, even even when we weren't shooting in this current studio slash Blake and Jennifer's house. Yeah. Uh, that's a reveal too. This is their house. Um, even when we weren't shooting here, she's, studio. She's always been supportive of all of us. I have that actually one of my memories, and she actually came in and did it. So I did, I skipped it because my memory was Naomi giving advice in the background because she would be in the kitchen or walking yeah, by, yeah. and she would always yeah. be like dink and correcting us or like dink, especially on financial shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it came to finance stuff. But um, big thank you to her as well for obviously shooting here and like sh- just the love and support that she's always given you too so what else, what do you got another thank you now um yes uh ryan mccullough because he is big been, ryan <clears throat> he's been a, a guest on the show for so long um one of the top patrons top patrons even sent us top a tier patron even sent us some both of us a message going into this last show of just Giving us some love and support. So, Namaste. Thank you again for everything that you've done for the show. I like that one. Shout out to Kelly. Yeah. Always reaching out for live show opportunities, um, Chicago Podcast Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, was it twice? I think the Chicago Podcast Festival twice, and also hooking us up with other podcasters to do live opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've done, she's been kind of a producer. Uh, and uh, organizer for some shows. She's. I'm trying to think of like all the shows, like Spy Bar from, from Spy Bar to Storefront yep. to our last uh, live show yep. that we did at Chicago Podcast Festival. Uh, Kelly not only hooking us up with other opportunities and podcasters and live shows, but also organizing and producing the ones that we were a part of. So shout out to Kelly for that. Great communication, great believer, great supporter. Always, always thinking of us first, no matter what. Right. She's always did. So, um, huge thank you to Kelly. Big thanks. Um, obviously, obviously I have Robbie and Jake on there as well. So I'm, we just yeah, get that. We, we said touched Robbie that, and Jake so. enough said. Yep. Um, 
I have Kelly on there. I have Aaron on there that we talked about. So Aaron, and obviously, so, has, yep. uh, as a guest and uh, like a sound person slash live show that we've always done has been fantastic. I got Justin Lance for jumping on three or four times on the show whenever being asked for, but also being a great contributor, our yep. guest of the year. Yep. And just funny as hell. Just being yep. just, just positive and just like, I just want to go with the flow. And he always had something funny to say, contributed, and just showed up. I love it. For sure. Um, Krista. I mean, Krista's always huge been a, shout out to Krista. Always been a supporter. Been on the show probably four plus times, crashing my show when Blake wasn't here. <laughs> to God, I forgot about that. Filling in when I wasn't here as a, a side co-host as well. So Krista, literally, I think one guest of the year of twenty nineteen, maybe eighteen. And actually, one of the very, one of the not would say, you know, I would say close to the few. Of just like actual beer lovers, she likes she oh, like beer. Oh like, yeah. And, and we had her with uh, Galactic Daisy Cutter, or whatever it was. The beer of the year, the beer of the year. So, uh, I want to shout out to our biggest fan. Um, I know we had a lot of patrons, even though this biggest fan was not a patron. Um, he was probably our biggest contributor, supporter, messenger, email contributor, producer, whatever you want to call him. He was just the most involved out of anyone, even out of all those patrons. I mean, was Daniel, who shipped us two beers from out of state which you shouldn't do but he he, <laughs> he he did anyway and and we had them and they were amazing um and also congrats to daniel as of recording this today on august 4th on tuesday he just had his second child yesterday a baby boy milo oh congrats. congratulations congratulations to you and your family and milo and everyone wow i mean congratulations daniel's on my list as well i mean daniel's huge i mean that's literally we, the words aren't enough. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like we've talked well about said. it on the show, off the show. The amount of support and love that you've given us, literally words that we say are not enough of what you've done for us in general. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. And then last one. Well, I got more, but... Well, There's a million. I got a lot of thank yous, but... <sighs> um. Shout out to Weiner, Burnt City, Red Barn, Band of Bohemia, Spy Bar, The Storefront, Taste of Chicago, Chicago Pad, the Chicago Podcast Festival, and Dovetail for using your space, live shows, and sponsoring us for many, many years and just just spreading the love and also helping us, allowing us to support you. I mean, you literally just said it right there. I mean, to list all those breweries, the people that came on that show was fantastic. Um, I'm just going to say ditto to that, so... Uh, I want to shout out to my old improv teams, yep. um, Duvis Ruvis and Chiki Rafiki. Um, all of you, a majority of you were on the show at one point or another. Some of you recurring. You brought your comedy energy, your improvis- your improv skills, and you're just wanting to do an opportunity and just have fun and just be a part of the moment. Um, I know I haven't done improv in two years, but... I always think about you guys, love you guys, and uh, miss you guys. Yeah, I mean, that group that you just said from that entire clubhouse there, not just your team, but all two plus three teams there that we've had on the show, I can I consider them my friends now and that I can walk past them on a sidewalk and stop and chat with you guys because you've supported our show, you supported Blake, you supported me, you've always supported just the, the whole crew here, so I mean... It's, I, I have that as like a star here of like the entire Blake's crew of like the comedy clubhouse. So that's it. That's yeah. I mean, that's it. That's it. 
We've gone through everything. So you got your top beers, you got your breweries, you got your thank yous, you got your patrons, you got everything. Four years, 20, 225 episodes of thanks and praise and love and recapping and memories and complaints and vents and 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 and, and we didn't get to play a game this episode. Didn't this get to play sad. a game. I do have three questions for you. Do you want to do you want to answer three quick questions? Dent 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 dent. Three questions. Take that, Robbie Ellis. <laughs> God, I just schooled you in your own that. game. This is why we don't have the, the iPad plugged in. We yeah, don't well, let me explain something. Jeff's old job, has he has an iPad from his old job, <laughs> and he can't access it, so that's why we don't have audio anymore. It's shut down. Yeah, he completely can't shut access down. it. His old job, didn't give it back, and now he's locked out of it, and so we don't have our own uh, soundboard but anymore. Sell it on the black market. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to put this in post. Three quick questions for you. Someone you wanted on the show but just couldn't line it up due to schedules in general, whatever. Who is someone that you've always wanted on this show? I got Chris Red on that because I asked him to be on the show. Coincidentally, I asked him to be on the show right around the time he joined Saturday Night Live. He got accepted to Saturday Night Live. And as soon as that happens, like, well, I just lost that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's gone. His schedule's booked. It's Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Like, he's, he's in a different world. Yeah. But I, uh, he actually got back to me, and he responded, and he was courteous and nice. And more love to Chris Red. We were friends. We, we um, I say acquaintances. I don't want to be too dramatic. I don't want to be f- fake anything yeah. here. But we were acquaintances. We did a couple of improv shows together. But we, we, that's how it works. Like, that's how I got so many people totally. on the show from just knowing. from Just knowing people through here and, and there. And around the time when I asked him, he just made it big. And I was just like, oh, that's gone. So, yeah, I would say Chris Red. Chris Red. Favorite live show? We already answered yep, that. We did. Um, oh, I'll extend the question, though. Live show was the storefront with Frank Nishman. Yep. Favorite um, on-site show? I'm gonna go with Red Barn just because Ooh. we we went out of our way. It was a very different environment. I did not know what to expect. They really treated us well off the show with food and 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 good beer. I would say Red Red Barn was really good to us. Thank you to Kevin D'Souza for that one. D'Souza, D'Souza, because he's the one that hooked us up with that contact there. So thank you for that because that yeah. was a fantastic episode as well. That was very good. That's very good. Last question. If you were to travel to one brewery outside of Illinois to do a live show or like an interview a guest or some type of brewery in general, where would you travel to? Where would you go? There's too many. Um the craft brew the cat the craft brewery, I don't I have to do look at research and right now if the craft brewery is taking a hit during these times. God knows I know people are drinking more. Um at home at least, or buying beer and alcohol. I mean, they're not going to the bars to drink, which the bars are taking a hit, but um, I would say the one that's always stuck in my mind is Stone mm-hmm. because I've heard how legendary that brewery mm-hmm. is, how big it is, how legendary mm-hmm. it is. I've always thought about that. I've been there. Uh, Stone uh, Southern Tier, just because mm-hmm. you always mm-hmm. hear about breweries west. Yep. You don't hear many breweries east. east. Except like Boston or um, Boston Lager, uh, uh, Samuel Adams, Samuel. Um, which I was at before. Those are two huge. I mean, Stone, Southern Tier. Yeah. Ballast so, Point, maybe. Yep. Uh, but we have one in Chicago. I mean, it probably isn't as good. 
Um, this one um, I brought up because they have so they, their beers are just always so rated so high. Is the um, Treehouse the Treehouse Brewery? Yeah. But I don't. I mean, you do some research on how big they are. But I've been to a lot of breweries across country totally. too. Like New Belgium, I was blown away by New Belgium's brewery is amazing. Yeah, I mean, even when I asked this question, like it, you could have already been there, but just like who would you like to like interview to be like I appreciate you who you are out there. You know what? Then you know I'd be. It's nothing sexy, and I've always defended on this show is Samuel Adams. And I go back to Samuel Adams and and interview Jim Co- uh, Jim Jim Cook Jim Cook, Cook. Yeah, okay. Jim Cook. I it's just his last name. I see it, but then it's not pronounced the yeah. way same way. So Jim Cook. Yeah. Um, because he he invented this. Yeah. He invented, it. and That's I think that would be poetic just to say like, you're still standing your ground. You've pretty much invented this empire, and you know anyone in beer. Brewery owner, you know, drinker. Just, I, I don't think anyone would ever say like, "F Sam Adams." They're just they sold out their pretension because anyone who really drinks beer or appreciates the business mm-hmm. or appreciate it would ever just throw him under the bus like that. So that's who I would say. One of my tops is Bell's. I think Bell's would be really fun to been go there. To. Been there. I think it would be really cool to like hear their market and like just kind of like pick their brains a little bit. And then honestly like like a small brewery but like somewhere that's local is um New Glarus. Just to mm. hear just I never to, been to New Glarus. Just to hear like how they did it because like their beers are like no offense, they're just above average, right? They're nothing like crazy that I I got to go buy like no matter what, but their marketing is just like insane. Yeah, well, because they just kept it to themselves. Yeah, I mean, know? just to, like that's. But know? just I would love to like pick their brains of like what was your plot with this? Like, right. and it was a genius plot. Very smart. That's like actually that's a very yeah. good interview. That but would be a very I good think one. Stones are a really good one too out in California. I would so. say Cigar City would be another Cigar one. City in yeah, Florida. Florida. Like out of all places, you're brewing beer in Florida. Yeah, Tampa. Like, what? Like, like what? That's a good one. Um, there's a lot, you know. And then also for that question. I would say one of the major distributors, like a Budweiser or yeah. a, a Corona or a, yep. a Coors, like just to say like, what's the future of your market right sure. now? Because, you know, these competitions. Talking about there. beer taking a hit this year. Yep. That's who's taking a big hit this year are the big, big beer companies with no sports. Yep. And that was one thing that Jeff and I always defended ourselves is that we were not beer snobs. Yep. We were we love Always trying new open. things. We love it. But don't get me wrong, like you take us to a ballpark. Let's get let's just, I'm just a human you partner. Yeah. Fucking going to the to, to Comiskey on a nice summer day. I have no problem drinking a Budweiser Not in that park. And then no problem at all. I won't say it very often, but even if you go to Wrigley, drink an old style. It's just the beer of the park. Just go there and have a, a, a good old old style craft beer in the I've time. always said one of my favorite beers. Is Paps? I've always yeah. said it. Paps PBR. is one of my fa- out of all the crap beers at Paps is always. It's just. It's like you're just you're your good friend that's always been there and it's never yep. cheated you wrong. Yep, so, I agree. Those are good three questions. Just a quick little round. So my first question to you is, what's your next move? You gonna do your own podcast now? You gonna you gonna do some uh, some snuff films? I- <laughs> <laughs> I have oh and I always back. No, you mean you know what a snuff film is? Yeah. What is it? It's porn. Tell me, tell me right now. Porn. No, it's not. 
Oh, you guys don't know what a snuff film is. Look it up. You're going to be very disturbed by this. I'll fix, I'll fix the fact. Yeah, tell us what it is, Blake. We'll save that for fixing the facts and... Aaron theirs. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know what my next step is. I've been asked to be on the next podcast. Oh, have you for Alex? For Alex. Alex... Has he started a podcast yet? He's uh, like literally in the process of buying the equipment right now. Okay. And he wants to start his own... Um, so I don't know if I'm going to commit to it yet. Um, Wait, I don't as a host or a guest, co-host. Oh, co-host, <laughs> co-host. Um, it depends. on... There you go. That's something good. I guess that. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, it's it's depends on the terms and conditions. You know, if is it weekly? Is it biweekly? Is it a monthly type of thing? Like, what's the show consist of? I or the content or the content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or my paycheck, Alex. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, he's talking about doing it. He's got a lot of good friends out there that like um, want to support him do it. He's he's asked me to do it, but I just don't know yet. So uh, that's that's I don't know what's happening with that yet. But as far as my life in general, I started a new job. I'm living the life right now. I'm just, my sister's birthday is next weekend. Her, we know all this. Yeah, this is this is, yeah, this is just fun. So where I'm going with my life in general. Uh, I don't know. Follow me on Instagram. You'll find out. Okay. Probably at the gym or something. Yeah, exactly. You're like lifting, doing deadlifts or something with a mask yeah, on. with Naomi's trainer. Oh, he's not there anymore. Is he there? Anymore? No, he's, he's gone. We go to the same gym. Yeah, Danielle, damn it. Danielle. Uh, I've been uh, rocking the at-home workouts. So that's not like we didn't just do any health talk this podcast, but I've been rocking the health yeah, the home workouts. It's been good. You're not doing any gym right now? Hell no. Okay. That's like the worst place to be, man. Well, your fiance is going there. Yeah, but I trust her. <laughs> That's debatable. No, I trust my fiance <laughs> because, yeah, I no, I'm not going to hell. No, I'm not going to gym. Not during this time. I mean, like out of all the places I feel in the world, no, this is no offense to you. I just feel like that's the worst place to be in terms of discharge. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good word to use. Um, They're clean. I just uh, no. It's just no. I've got I've got my rhythm. I'm running. I'm doing my home workouts. I got it. I got it down. So I'm good. So it's August. What are you gonna do for the rest of the year? Well, I'm moving, which is crazy. You um, have this thing I'm called in a month. I think this weird thing called marriage. I don't. That's something. We're gonna get the, married. We're gonna get legally married. So like summary again. People we're recapping do it. everything. We're getting legally married. We're moving. Marriage. We are here today to talk about marriage. One of the best movies of all time. Um, we're getting married legally. We are moving. I'm gonna get better mentally, and and not forget about your co-host because we're still gonna have beers once a week. Huh? Are we? I don't know. I oh, just, we're gonna get I on Zoom made, and do that. Just, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that was gonna happen. I, I didn't know this. Is that my yeah, calendar? It's, it's uh. a, why not? Well, that's the thing. I, I, I mean, of course, when you're transitioning, you're going to um, miss some things. You know, you're going to miss, like, you're getting away to change things up and and start anew. But you're definitely going to miss some things, you know, and you're going to, I mean, there's parts of the show I really miss. Like again, I said in the, the, the Patreon post, like I missed the show. I missed this moment, but the tear down, the setup, the, 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 like all of that other stuff is like where you just wish you had a staff and then just take care of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
and you do it because you love it. But considering all the reasons we talked about, it's just the show must close, and I feel that 225 is a good number. Um, it's a solid number. It's a great number. Yeah. 150 for you, 225 overall, and I don't have um, – I really don't have any regrets. I think we put a lot of effort into the show, and – it is what it is, and it's time to move on to the next step. Agreed. Good. Good final thought. Jeff. See. It is now time to rate the beers. What are you giving? <laughs> Goose Islands, B, C, D, C, B, C, S. I mean, Naomi just threw up the fingers. It's it's no, she's she, because I'm marrying this woman because she is smart and she is attractive, and that is right. I'm telling you right now, it's a five out of five. It's a great way to end the show. It is absolutely a five out of five. With, I can't I can't even imagine anything less than this. Without a doubt, this is one of the best beers to ever end on. This is a five out of five. It was fantastic from first step. That's why I said a little I, bit. I know you were smart. You should have warned me to do that. Bastard. I mean, we don't There's nothing need, wrong with this beer. We don't need to describe it again. Nope. All I can say is that it's fantastic thank you for making it thank you for buying it thank you for sharing it it's the perfect ending to a perfect podcast um that's a five out of five for that beer it's five out of five you know you get what you pay for yep that's the thing we always say on the show you get what you pay for yep patience always works you know patience is always a virtue patience is a virtue <laughs> and um yeah, it's it's you could just appreciate the time and efforts that went into something. Totally. I mean, and thank you again for sharing this. It's great. Um, it's something special that you shared if, or saved it for. So thank you for doing that too. So fantastic. This one I think is also. Wait, what's this one? Uh, this is microphone brewing, sitting, waiting, wishing, uh, milkshake IPA with vanilla and pineapple. Um, I like this beer a lot. It's obviously very different from this one, but at the same time, I think it's still very good. I like the flavors. Um, it's pretty smooth. Um, so I'm going to give this one a four. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to give it. Way to end on a strong <laughs> note. Five I was going to give this a four. I gave this a four. Cheers, sir. Mm. I, like, I, I just, the best way to say this is this is a very, very tasty beer. It's very mm -hmm. pina colada, but it still has this like, just like savory moment that you mm -hmm. want more. And then when it's gone, it's like, I the sweetness is sweet. It's like how many like for example like how many pina colada totally. you Could put in? It's like usually I have a pina colada then move to a one beer. Or two, yeah. like, it's like, eh. so I, I just the crushability factor is is not great, but that doesn't really hurt it. It's just it's great for what it is. It really tastes unique. It's sweet. Um. Kind of two for two. That doesn't really taste like beer. <laughs> well, I think what's good about it is because it's such a small brewery out in the middle of nowhere in Elk Grove Village. Uh, for doing that, the beer tastes pretty authentic to what it says. Mm. And we've always said that. It's like we like the description of a beer, even though there's not a lot of description on here. But it tastes like a vanilla pineapple milkshake IPA. So for being a small brewery, they did a really good job for like making something that they're describing here. So. Great way to end the taste buds on the show, right? Five and four. Damn. I mean, come on. That's really great. We've only given, what, three fives? I just feel bad for any audience like this this bourbon. 
it just it's just super super rare yeah it's super rare and limited so but great way to end it and then shout out to this just standard beer i mean yep. what a great really great way to end the show so We've been going for a long time, but we don't care. It's the last episode. We don't care about ratings. We don't care about anything. We just wanted to do what we want to do, talk about what we talk about, and who cares? We're just yep. throwing it out there and then just moving on to the next step. So, totally. ladies and gentlemen, this has been the final episode of A Brew With You. I have been one of your hosts, Big Deal Blake. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all the other social media platforms on our Big Deal Blake. Jeff? Where can the lovely people find you? The lovely fans and ex now patron pa- patrons can find me on Instagram at the Real Jace too. And again, thank you for everything. So I can't believe this is the final episode. I can't believe this is two twenty five. I can't believe we're here. But it's it's run it its gets course. Nostalgic. It, so. I mean, it took. It did hit me. I didn't think it would. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a emotional. crier, yeah. but I was getting a, like when I wrote that Patreon post, I was like, oh wow, this is like. Why? Like, I was just writing, right? And then I realized that after I read it or wrote it, I was like, "Wow, that was a lot of like emotions coming there. out." Yeah. Um, That's we weird. put a lot of energy in this show, damn it! And for the people who loved it, we love you back. Yeah, that's it's um, to say. We hope that we entertained you. We hope that we made you laugh or give you something to think about or give you suggestions on what beer to drink or even expose you to new mediums of music or entertainment, comedy, whatever it may have been. You um, you helped me on the low points and you helped me carry this on and obviously for you are not the reason why the show is ending. It's been a great run. It really has been. And it just feels right to end it. And we look forward to, you know, the next steps in our lives. And I'm definitely going to do something creative. I don't know. I I mean, I have some strong ideas and some other floating ideas, but something will happen. So I hope that you take this energy from the show and apply it to the new mediums. All right. Yeah. So, stay tuned at the end of the show for our final segment of Fixing the Facts and Aaron Theirs. And also, for patrons, because you're our patron for the rest of the month of April of August, you will have a post-show. And I don't know what it will be, and I know it's late and blah, 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 but this is the last time we're doing this. So Why not? You'll have a post-show because let's just milk this for what it is and you know, there's no charge to you for this month patrons so <laughs> why not because we can yeah just because yeah. we can so thank you patrons again thank you fans thank you supporters thank you listeners and we'll see you for our final segment thank you Blake seriously we'll say, give you a big thank you after fixing the facts we'll do that how about that fixing the facts after this with a big final thank you thanks Blake we'll see you Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around for our final segment called Fixing the Facts and Errors. Yes. <laughs> the final segment where we correct everything we got wrong or fill in the gaps for everything you didn't know. Jeff, how many do we have today? That's amazing. We have uno, dos, tres. Tres. <laughs> Jeff, lay them on me. All right. Number one. How old is the beer that Blake is drinking right now? Yingling. 
I got these in Indiana because apparently Illinois doesn't like Philadelphia. <laughs> Yingling is or the oldest. Pennsylvania, sorry. Yingling is the oldest brewery in America. That's right. We it knew that. Come, you said that right. Yep. Yeah, it may come as a surprise, but Yingling is actually the oldest brewery in America, founded in 1829. That's insane. It's 191 years old. I didn't even know beer was that old. Yep. It's from a German immigrant, David G. Yingling. Uh, it was originally called Eagle Brewery. That's why there's an eagle on the can. Oh, there you go. And so he changed it to his last name of just Yingling. 191 years old. And you know what? I don't know yeah. what it tastes like 190 years ago, but what it tastes like now, what I always remember, it's just solid beer. This oh, is like this great. is how I feel is like the East Coast Paps. You know what I'm saying? I agree. It's East Coast Paps. It's uh it's a solid lager. It's it's nothing special. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just kind of like a good golden lager type of thing. I love it. It is kind of like a reddish flavor though, isn't it? It's an amber beer. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. It's I mean, I'm happy that you got this because you normally can't get this in Illinois. So mm-hmm. all right. Number two. Number two. Is that dog movie that we were trying to talk about when I was reading the book of, um, I can't think of the name of the book that I was reading. The Rain one. Getting caught lost in the rain. Yes. I'm a dog. Racing in the rain. Racing in the rain. Uh, you said it was a Josh Gad movie and it is called A Dog's Purpose. Purpose. I said life. <laughs> oh, A Dog's Purpose. A Dog's Purpose in 2017. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I, I knew I was. You see, it's not that far off. No, I mean, it was close. Purpose, life, same thing. What do you got? And the last one was, what is a snuff film? This came in as a, a last-minute <laughs> slide-in sneaker the at the end. Is, I know what this is, but I wanted to see Jeff look this uh, up. I mean, so according to Wikipedia, it says, a snuff film is a genre that purports to show scenes of actual homicide. That is correct. The promotion of these films depends on sensational claims which are generally impossible to prove, and there are sophisticated special effects for simulating murder. Right. So it's essentially it's like killing the actor for the movie. It's funny because when I first first googled a snuff film, look at what comes up. Literally, that's all I googled, and look at the first dictionary term. A pornographic movie of an actual murder. I didn't know they were pornographic. How many times have I said in two hundred twenty five episodes, one hundred fifty episodes that I was like porn, yeah. porn. This is actually actually the... No, I didn't didn't know they were actually porn. According to the dictionary, it says... That's so weird. Pornographic movies. So that's why I had to go to Wikipedia just to give a little... There's a funny line. Uh, There's a show I want to watch. It was a web series and they put it to a show. It's only two seasons called Con Man. It's about a guy who was in a very cult uh, TV show called uh, Firefly. Uh, If you're not doing anything during quarantine... You can watch my third favorite show of all time, Firefly. It's all, um, it was one season, and they canceled it because they didn't show the episodes in order or didn't air all the episodes. And they aired it on Friday night at 7, uh, 7 p.m. And then when it went to DVD, it blew up, kind of like Family Guy. It kind of blew up when it went to DVD, right? And it's I look back, and I just finished this show again. I watched it, I think, six or seven times now, all the way through, 12 episodes, um, it's still in my top three favorite shows. And one of the guys from it who got like kind of type, uh, typecast from that show, he started his own web series called Con Man where he goes to like comic conventions because he's always labeled as that guy, mm-hmm. right? And there was this woman 
It's like, don't tell me about actresses. I've done it all. Mm-hmm. I've done slow grade, silent films, black and white, color films, snuff films. He's like, whoa, did you say snuff films? <laughs> She's like, it was dark times. <laughs> That's funny. I've yeah. never heard of that term before. Um, con man. Yeah, I want to watch this show. I haven't seen it. Completely different from Con Air. <laughs> so I wouldn't uh, save it for the post show. <laughs> con Air. Say Con Air. Right. Save it for the post show. Um,. That was it, right? That's it. All, All right. That That's- was our final segment, the final, final segment of the final segment of the show called Fixing the Facts. There's audio playing here. There's audio here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we had a great way to end it. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's it. <laughs> we did it. This is it, man. This Post is show is going to be super like non emotional or no. memorable. It's just going to be fucking around. So, um, I I I just uh, I just want to say my final thank yous because we've done a lot of thank yous and it's a lot of emotions, a lot of like it's a lot of recapping, a lot of like Ugh. we try to do our talking points early about personal lives. I think we did. I think we did a wide range we in this touched episode. Up, yeah, right. We touched base on like literally a lot of things over the past four yeah. months. Yeah, we have. So, all right. I want to thank you. For your commitment, for um, your input, your suggestions, your behind-the-scenes stuff of like analytics and logging the scores and posting on uh, like Beer Advocate and stuff like that. Um, I know this was like a different world for you, but you did what you knew and you took what you could get and you you you, you, you contributed and put on there from social media to the the background scores to. Yeah, it's, you know, finding some guests too. You found us still a good chunk of guests that we had on the show, uh, from coworkers to friends to people I didn't know. So, um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and right back at you. You you literally broke barriers in my life for inviting me on this show. So, um, you've always given me this welcome feeling across the table here. So, it's it's really crazy to think, but I've thought about this before. Is that I hope to be on my deathbed at like a hundred years old. And one of the stories that I tell someone is that I was a co-host of a podcast in my life. And that it's like, to me, extremely, extremely important to say that it lasted 225 episodes and I was a part of it. And this is my stories behind it. And that's part of my life deep to the core because of you. So thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, in a way, I felt like it's kind of like I, I didn't want ever want to take the video away because it kind of like is like a video journal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like who knows what the future of YouTube will be. I don't think it's going away anytime mm-hmm. soon, but it's like it's all there. Yep. You know, for sure. and you know, I'm sure there's some things that can bite us in the ass down the road on this show, but at the same time, not really. You know what I mean? And I think it's for more like, like I said, like looking at my weight from how heavy it was to how, how much I lost weight, so just prove it to different haircuts, to mm-hmm. <laughs> to different perspectives, yep. to different energy levels. Um, it's kind of like a journal, you know? I mean, how I talked or how you, we interacted at one point versus now, it's... It's all there, you know what I mean? It's it's just like a video audio journal that we have 
and I used to always beat myself up that I never wrote enough, but it's like, at least I vocalized my thoughts or opinions right at that time. And it's, it's archived. It's there. It's a different type of writing. You're, you know, you're, you're still spilling your thoughts and feelings just vocally and visually. So, right. yeah. Thank you, man. It's been Thank fun. You. Seriously been fun. That's an understatement. There was, um, a lot of times where the show really needed a break out of life and just to talk for an hour and a half and have a drink. And yeah, the building I'm setting up just was a small price to pay just to like, I just need to talk and drink right now. It's true. And it was good. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know this that's listening to us now, but like we continue this pre-show and post-show when this camera turns off of just our feelings and thoughts that get poured into our, our day that when we do do this. So it, it feels good. Repeat all the thank yous. This is it. A Brew With You is now done. And I thank you all. I've said them all. Individual memories. I've, we've done We've covered everything. It's been a long episode. <laughs> and I appreciate you and I love you. And I look forward to what you do. And I hope that uh, I can support you. Seriously, send your thoughts and ideas this way because we'll support you back because they've always have to us. So thank you again. For patrons, there will be a post show because you, you've been for this long and it's the last thing we can do. I don't know what it'll be, but it is what it is. Yep. Thank you, everybody. And this is Blake and Jeff. Signing, signing out. out.